It is Chairshot Podcast back at you this week for more wrestling and life and emails and, and, and you know, movies and that, all the things we talk about and that on this here podcast. Uh, we've got a, a, a healthy bevy of topics to get to here over the course of this year broadcast. So I'll waste no time and I'll jump straight in and I'll say my uh, co-hosts with me are, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. I'm just out of the shower, so I'm just going to clean my ears out while I'm here as well. <laughs> he's looking squeaky clean. He's looking, he's like, you know, get, get freshly washed for the podcast, you know what yeah, I mean? So, so, you know, because of course, the new wave of smell vision phones are just launching. Um, I know people say you shouldn't use cotton buds to clean your ears but i get water in my ears when i shower mm. so i like to use them just to and they say you shouldn't do that but uh if you weren't supposed to do it why does it feel so good that's the question you have to ask right? <laughs> if the lord didn't want us doing that then why do you make it feel good do you know what i mean i mean he mm. that's so so i say i say you know let it let, just let just stick them in there do you know what i mean just just do it um we don't actually encourage that. Bad for your hearing and that. What do they, what do they, what do they say you're supposed to? Just put water in there and just swish it around. That's how you clean your ears. It'll come out eventually. Just yeah. you, got, you got to sit there for a couple of days. Although then... I will say, right, whenever I do use these... Go on. Like, I'm, this is my, my result of today. A, a clean swab. There's no yellowing on it. Yes. When I went over for All In and came back unexpectedly four days later, instead of the next day, it was all yellow. So... Who's lying? I don't know. The government, that, probably. Is that just like, you know, because you were in a setting where there was big speakers playing themes, yeah. you know, and Does you were... noise equal wax? Someone, someone emails... No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that the, the four days without... Please. Oh, it was just a four-day oh, right. build-up, yeah, yeah. But I think noise, I think, because the wax is just... The wax is kind of like snot. It's just catching dirt and stuff that goes in yeah, there. But yeah, I think yeah, noise yeah, agitates yeah. it, doesn't it? It's like anyway. snot. It's, it's not half as tasty, to be honest, lads. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe <laughs> just completely disgusted-faced. Just, just brutal. Anyway, got a, got a bevy of topics to jump into here um, uh, on the show. Before we get into the, the topics... How's the week's been, man? Any news? Any any goings on you wanted to to uh, chat about? I, I will say I have lace breaking news, which is that this is now uh, um, uh, a household with a kitty cat. Um, <laughs> very exciting. We literally just got it about. Well, we spent the whole day on the road because the cat was was not local. It was a rescue from far away, so we had to go get it. So we're just we're it's literally just getting settled in now. So if I disappear halfway through this show, that's why. But he is very cute. He's a tabby. We don't have a name for him yet. The leading candidate is Niles. Um, oh, and Niles. I think I think Niles is going to stick just because we don't have a whole lot of other options. Oh, that's um, great. So, uh, so I will update on the cat accordingly. Um, he that's likes good. biting. That's, that's funny. a good name. You can you can make that rhyme with a lot of things and yeah. sort of mix it up. So that's good. Um, and there will be there will be pictures of plenty on the old socials for folks to uh, uh, to take a look at. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really it for me on the old uh, uh, life guff. There, I've been a bit busy the last few weeks, but nothing that interesting. Really, just life in it, just boring, boring being alive. Uh, what about you, boys? How's your your week been? Any any news before we jump into the wrestling headlines from the week? Oh, I mean, I'm still uh, making my way through the making my way through life through the old. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, but specifically the old, the old uh, world of dating. I thought, I thought you were going to say the world of sport because of your your recent sports updates you've been giving us. But, no, you know. I've, been, I've been injured. I've been oh, injured. you're on the you're on the reserve. Okay, okay. 
I wasn't able to go last week because I was too sore and I had a concert to go to the next day. So I had to choose between my team who depend on me and well, I, want, I paid money for this concert I want to go to. So, so there's no, there's no um, goal update for me, unfortunately. But, oh, um, but yeah, I've been on like three dates the last maybe three weeks um, with three different people. Oh, um, and it's just you know, it, it's funny because I feel like I've I've do, done the whole gamut by now of all the different archetypes mm. of dates you can get on that app. So the mm. most recent three were. Uh, one where I was a little bit, eh, I think I might've mentioned this one on the, this is the one where I, I spent five hours walking around Hoth. Oh yes. And I wasn't really feeling that it was okay. Um, then there was one where I thought it went very well, only to find the next day that the person had deleted their account off the app. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. It, obviously, it obviously didn't go very well. Um, they, they chose the life of celibacy. Um, or maybe they were like, I found the one. Delete the app. So yeah, are you sure they, they didn't say, post you a letter? Can you check your posts? Cause... <laughs> Just check your uh, in one of your inboxes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If I do not hear back from you within 24 hours, I will just jump in the sea. <laughs> so please, <laughs> or, well, call me either way. No, do not call me. Yeah, and then and then the most recent one was one where uh, she said that she wasn't feeling it. And I was like, well, that's finally someone has just said that to me. The uprightness is always good. Just say it. Just say it. That's, that's yeah. the first time I've ever had that. Instead of the, oh, you know, it's not fair for you. It's, it's oh, me. It's oh, not you. Yeah, look, if you're not feeling it, say you're not feeling it. So I, I said, look, I, I totally respect your uh, honesty and thank you and good luck. Uh, but yeah, the, the uh, inevitable... Um, downness that comes with being back at step one although three three across three weeks is, is was pretty good going i thought mm. so yeah. let's see we continue we march on we um, do indeed we do indeed. I, I did go to a gig as go i went which is great um uh an album i reviewed earlier this year wednesday is the name of the band and i saw them on a thursday which is funny um, the club was going up on a tuesday go on <laughs> but uh it was one of the more unique gigs i've ever been to so so firstly we heard that the uh support act had dropped out the day before okay uh now one of the guys in the band also does solo music so we saw the day before it was like uh on the poster it had wednesday with special guest uh mj linderman who's in the band wednesday Oh, so do you think he was getting double pay for that? <laughs> Probably not, but he got the promotion, which is it was his first ever the old opening solo. battle royal and a match on the card. You know, he's doing the MJF. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the mysterious masked singer <laughs> from so, parts unknown. <laughs> so four of the five people from the band played the opening set, uh, which were a set of this guy's solo music, which is really great. Uh, only that. You could tell that it was very last minute and not very well rehearsed because the drummer throughout was bopping away and in time and everything sounded great. But you could see very visibly at the start and end of each song, he wasn't sure when he was supposed to come in. Right. Are we finishing? Is this the end now? Uh, how, do I, how do I come out of the song? But it was very, very fun. Um, then they didn't play an encore because the last song that they play is called Bull Believer and it, uh, it ends with a lot of screaming the uh, female vocalist who's really good 
but it ends with a lot of screaming. So, so they said, uh, we're, we don't play an encore because I can't sing after the last song. Mm-hmm. So we'll do now, before the last song, your encore. Is, are there any requests? That's, this is the first time I've been at a gig where they've legitimately asked the audience for requests. Um, a few songs got shouted out and they said, right, what we're going to do is, to please everyone, we're going to play the first bit of the song you asked for which only I know how to play because we don't play it often. And then we'll go into, we'll do a one, two, three, four, and then we'll go into the other song. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Which kind of weirdly worked better than it sounded like it would, but it was nice that they, um, they uh, legitimately took requests that people wanted to hear that they hadn't played already. Uh, The banter was very funny and very good as well. Uh, Yeah. Really, really good show. Um, I did re-listen to the album in advance of going and, I was again very positive on. I think I, I reviewed that album pretty favorably earlier in the year, but uh, yeah, really great concert. Second time to the venue, uh, Opium Live in uh, the city center. Right. Oh, we are scientists recently as well, um, and yeah, it was great. Very very uh, very very good concert. You just, you just reminded me there, Paul. You you went to Metallica, didn't you? In Slane. In Slane, yeah. Mm. Yes, I did. This is when you were talking about improving the the, the, the the stuff there, figuring out where to jump in. I always remember, like, he must have been doing it as a bit. Headfield saying, what? It was a bit. Uh, you, you know, um, uh, come on, you know, we're going to do, will we do some old stuff or some new stuff? And everyone went, old stuff. <laughs> and I was like, he must be, like, there's no way he's asking that sincerely. That must be a bit. Like, yeah, he does also, that. all the bits where he said, Dublin, we love you. Yeah, oh, well, that's, that's the, old, the greatest crowd we've ever played in front of. But you Metallica know. did do a similar bit where th- on that tour, they did a little improv. Yes. Because they did, um, what was the fucking song they did when they played in, in Slane? It wasn't the Rover, Wild Rover, was it? I can't remember now. Something like that. But well, yeah, is, it, is it like a planned bit to make it seem really spontaneous? Oh, no, it's a, it's a planned bit, but they do, yeah. depending on where they are, it's different. So they do one for Ireland, they do an, a traditional Irish song. In okay. Germany, oh, they, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's a concert guff for the week. Any other guffs there, Boyles, before we jump on to the, uh, the wrestling? Uh, not too much for me. My grandma died, so that was sad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. But, you know, we won't. I don't dwell on it too much. We're a happy podcast. We're here to cheer people of up. Of course. Obviously, yeah. very sad. She was 90. You yeah. know, we all were there, said goodbye. So, yeah, so um, that's that. That was a week. Other than that, not too much going on. Just been doing lots of walking, trying to trying to hit 3.5 million steps for the year. So, oh, I, need to, I need to do, <laughs> I need to do 400,000 this month. So, that's quite a lot. But that's my. Uh, yeah, so I've been averaging 13,000 steps a day so far. Well okay. done. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah. Alrighty. I think stuff. The, uh, only other, the only other thing before we go to the wrestling, I guess, the sport. So I, I'm a rugby fan now. Ooh. Why? Why? Because I got caught up in the hoopla of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, so did I, but it's over now, isn't and it? So at the age of 35, I said, might as well pick a team and watch rugby. I watch rugby now. Okay. So I, I watched two Leinster games. They won both. Okay. They won today and they won last week. Um, my brother's on the same thing. He's supporting Connacht. Now, they were beaten, unfortunately, today or yesterday. Uh, so he's one for one, whereas I won the two games. Uh, also watched that Chelsea-Man City game earlier today. Oh, baby, one of the best games i watched in a very long time. You didn't watch any of that yourself, John? Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. watched it. Oh, it. Oh, bloody exciting game of the season and then Chelsea Spurs in midweek or at the start of the start yeah of the week. I missed that one 
Oh, equally no, fun. Crazy, crazy games. This is good stuff. So, Any good so, VAR antics this week? Well, well, just to catch you up. So the Chelsea Spurs game from the start of the week, uh, Spurs were pretty handily in control of that game and then got two players sent off. Okay. And were beaten 4-1. Uh, and people were coming out saying, this manager, he's got such oh, charisma and such balls to play an attacking style while down to nine men. It was they like it was a stupid tactics. They, they got hammered. 4-1 and everyone's coming out saying oh he did he did so great he did so great I tell you if, if, if United lost 4-1 I'd love to hear people saying Ten Hag he did an excellent they, job they all love Ange they just like just suck him off so hard I can't stand it I don't dislike <laughs> him but it's all like oh Ange he's so cool oh, what a guy like, what? just because he's Australian he goes oh he's a, listen mate he's a good bloke alright and they go yeah, well done. That well said, Ange. Yeah, well said. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is the thing. The interview was like, um, you know, you played a really, really high line that Chelsea got behind about fifteen times and could have scored every time. And he's yeah, like, oh, well, look, he oh, said, look, mate, I'm not going to change the way I play yeah, for nobody. I'm not going to change the way I play, whether it's nine or eleven players. That is bad. <laughs> that's not a good tactic or strategy to have, uh, and that's why your team got absolutely wrecked, even though they were the better team in the game. Uh, and then today was yeah today was a four all draw between Chelsea and Man City goals Jeez, galore. Wow! Um, I don't think there's anything too controversial in it VAR wise. But no, no, couple, no couple of, computer um, computer mess ups. A couple of penalties, but um, they, the first one was I guess soft enough. But it, it was what it was. Do you, do you ever actually talk to any of those like chat AI robots and like they've all been yeah, programmed? I'm to be a very like, lonely man. I just be, they, no worry. Okay. They have kind of been programmed to be like sort of annoyingly polite. I just want mm. VAR to be like, I'm afraid it's not a goal, actually. I know you think it is, but unfortunately not. And also, I speak now. No more no more referees speaking on behalf of what they see on me. It's me now. <laughs> I think you, what you want is Elon Musk's new chatbot. That is oh, my God. Oh, isn't, it, isn't it like snarky or kind of like yeah, edgelord edge like, AI or something? It does it? banter. It does, but it's not even, it doesn't even seem that edgy. It just, it, the, the thing people have noticed, it just seems programmed to praise him and tell it, say how funny he is. It just talks like Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? It's just shit. Yeah. I, mean, so I, I haven't been on, as we've as, as mentioned before, I've been on Twitter for like, what's it, three, four weeks? I can't remember what I'm yeah. right now. It's been three, four weeks. I haven't been on it at all, virtually, apart from the odd time. But we do, we do have a work Twitter, so occasionally I have to log into it. And obviously no one really uses it. We just post from it. But yeah, whenever course, I yeah. log in, the top post on the feed is always Elon Musk. Like it is... Every time it's his his post at the fucking top, and it's always the worst. It's always shit. so lame. It's some awful meme or some other yeah. shit. I'm like, oh, I am forty billion to make your post come up. The top. But that's just it's like it's so self serving. <laughs> I I I didn't. I haven't even used it yet. I set up a a, a new account because they discontinued the circle thing, which is like the one good mm. thing they've innovated in the last couple of years. Works the same way as close friends on Instagram. You can just select a couple of your close friends and send a tweet that only they see. Good idea. They got rid of it, of course, because it was a good mm. idea. So I set up what I what I've seen some people do is you set up a. a, a, a a new account and just let your buddies follow it and so you can just right. do a similar thing but obviously when you set up it i haven't shown it to anyone yet so it has no followers no following no interaction i've used it or anything but i, I left the notifications on and so yeah it is all just on, on all new accounts it just yeah. defaults to here's what elon must saying here's from official twitter accounts and yeah. it's just like yeah okay no interest in that <laughs> yeah. but um yeah so that's that um Jumping into the wrestling side of things, a couple of big uh, news stories this week or developing stories two kind of developing stories the first one developed a lot over the course of a week um while we were away the story leaked that apparently the nwa 
were slash are slash is going to the CW, the CW being a, a broadcast network in the States, going through some tough times, apparently losing a lot of money, so on and so forth. So maybe thinking of tapping into the um, the wrestling well. <laughs> well to former ch- home of SmackDown. Former home of SmackDown at one yeah, time, yes, you know. Uh, former home of a, a million DC shows, yeah. the Stephen Amell thing and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, and, and so so they were reportedly – so it came out via, like, I think it was PW Insider. It was a wrestling news site started reporting it, right? And then last week while we were off, via formal press releases and an official announcement and Variety and The Hollywood Reporter and so on and so forth, it was like NXT is going to the CW – uh, NXT, so NXT graduating from cable to to broadcast, which is big for them, and also doubling the rights fees. So NXT is inexplicably just doing big business now. And so people were like, what is going on here? Surely, is the CW just going to be a wrestling network now with WWE and NWA? Not likely. Mm. And so there's basically two, um, there's, you know, there's two things people are kind of assuming. The, the story that came out via the wrestling press was that, the CW were not happy with a spot on an NWA pay-per-view where the wrestlers were doing cocaine. I assume fake cocaine, but they didn't say fake cocaine. <laughs> they were doing some kind of like match where you did shots when you took a fall or something. And then the, the the payoff of the joke was that they were doing lines of coke at the end or something to that effect. And apparently the CW took umbrage with that. But the NWA then, I think they, they I think Nick Houseman's site, they issued a statement saying that's not true. We didn't hear that from the CW at all. And I don't know what this, as of this recording, I actually don't know what the status is because they said we didn't hear that at all. And we also, we've, we've been sending our wrestlers graphics with the CW gra- branding on it. Like we're, as far as we're aware, that's still happening. But I don't think that's, nobody said anything. And so there's now all this talk. We're kind of, this is a wait and see, this talk that maybe they will be um, uh, downgraded to some CW app. Do you know what I mean? Some streaming only type deal or something like Ugh. that. But. So we're waiting on we're waiting on news on that, but the the, the rumor was that they were going to get a, a, an eight figure deal for that, um, which has potentially gone up in smoke, which kind of goes to show how desperate some of these kind of uh, legacy broadcast outlets are. That um, when time you know because these these networks have gone to wrestling before, wrestling is the old reliable, but paying uh, you know ten million or some shit like that for the NWA is pretty uh, is pretty desperate. Um, uh, Christ. When, when there was also a report in the last week that that, that, that pay-per-view that got all the controversy was bought by 200 people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 198 of them work for the CW. Yeah, they the were problem. watching very closely. We're like, let's buy that, lads. Let's see what we've got here. <laughs> That's why I'd be reluctant to believe that this was going to happen in the first place, to them actually being on the CW network. Yeah, but if it's a lie, it's such a weird thing to put out there. Um, do, do you think w- it was just playing WWE? Like, oh, we're going to get, you know, we don't, we're bidding Maybe. for NXT, but also Maybe. we could get in, in in this NWA thing, you know. So it's like a yeah, yeah kind of fake. Absolutely, because the, the the currently ongoing MLW lawsuit with them is something to that effect, isn't it? They're like MLW had a TV network, mm. yeah, yeah, and and WWE were doing specials with the. No, no, it was just it was some NBC Universal owned network, and WWE like, hang on now, we're buds going back three decades. Get that fucking thing off there straight away. Uh, that's ongoing. I don't know if any if, if, if mm. that's going to be verified as true or not, but that's certainly an accusation. So very funny. Um, uh, the NWA continues to to you know continues to exist and, and put on shows and um, uh, it's. I mean, we've all know we've always known he's a big wrestling fan, but Corgan must be the biggest fan in the world because he there's no way he's making any money. He must be eating money. Um, uh, uh, even if they got that deal, I mean, he must have spent several million in the in the six or seven years he's been running it. Um, but that's that's true of of a lot of these 
I don't know what tier we want to say, but like, you know, you have your AW and WWE, you have your TNA miles mm-hmm. behind, obviously. But then even in comparison to TNA, you have your NWA and your MLW. Mm. And, you know, it, it's like, aside from it being some sort of vanity project, what keeps the lights on with these companies? What's the point to have them? I, I, I know, you know, we don't want to get into the, uh, the, the the weeds of we don't want people to have jobs. Obviously, it's good that these jobs exist and people have them and so on. But like... What are the corporate overlords getting out of it? <laughs> what is anyone getting out of it apart from that? Yeah, because I know like Impact's owned by a fairly big corporation. Uh, Anthem mm. is a... They are a big... You, they're not. They're not like fucking. The, the, but they're TNA not like Disney, but, you still know. goes through ebbs and flows of relevance. There's yeah. moments where the name comes up, and oh, something relatively big is happening, or is a match of substantial quality that people are checking out, or you know, this this TNA rebrand. Who knows where and where not that'll go? But TNA definitely feels above those insofar as yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some semblance mm-hmm. of relevance. Like I don't know. I see some of these lesser companies, and they're they're not quite. I mean, they're indie, but they're not quite indie in the sense of a a local indie like. A, yeah, yeah. They're 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 yeah. I know I know I know what you mean. Yeah, because like MLWs mm-hmm. had various on and off TV things. Always on, always kind of on the cusp of getting to that next level. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, also companies that size like like TNA ML, they they also have, you know. I'm probably not as big as they used to be for impact, but you know, there's the international TV deals. There's always, there's probably always someone in some part of the world looking for, looking for some wrestling to, to stick on. Cause the MLW is on B in, in some parts of the world, or they were mm. on B in at some point. I don't know if they still are. I can't keep track. They seem to change all the time, but yeah, no, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Impact. And there's also just these companies that have corporate backing. Like a lot of these corporations, they just, they just want a portfolio. They want some, you know, they, you know, if they decide to launch a, a streaming thing at some point in the future, it's like whop on a couple of hundred hours of impact on there. It's mm. content 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 you know um but yeah uh weird and interesting times in the old landscape um i'm i I, i'm very curious to see what the actual result of the of the uh nwa thing is Um, i I don't believe necessarily that the cocaine thing is is real it was a little too fast it was like that story came out that they were unhappy with it and then like two days later the wwe deal broke and i'm like that that's not that's what's gonna wrestling fans will make that the legend Mm -hmm. it doesn't i don't think the cw saw it immediately picked up the phone got nick can right on the line we're gonna give you 30 30 mil right now so yeah deal (laughs) press release out to variety i don't think it works like that no 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 um so i mean were it true it would be very funny but also it would be another example of you know wrestling don't you know that that's fake yeah don't you know that's a fake oh they're doing cocaine on their tv yeah yeah that would be yeah so uh we'll we'll monitor that story similar uh story to be watched uh vince sold 700 gajillion dollars worth of tko stock um this week people are obviously eyeballing that very closely in the very short time that tko has existed there's been lots of little comments here and there you know it kind of seems like you know even though they were all about having him aboard are your emmanuels and your dana whites are they maybe not Dana White's been doing this thing where he's fielding questions about Vince McMahon, and it's always like, "Oh yeah, God, he fucked me over a lot." But we're we're great pals now, though. You know this old TKO. Oh, we're oh how we laughed about how he tried to put me out of business. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, we're great pals. So um, not much to the story now, but obviously he's he sold a big mammoth load of his stock in the company. So our people are, are speculating on what that could mean. He could also just be retiring. Do you know what I mean? He's gotten his he's gotten his bag. He got to he did his fake retirement. He then got to come back from that. And now he can do his actual I'm re- I'm choosing to retire thing. Maybe well, it's not even that he got his bag. It's he took that bag out of the hands of Triple H and yes. Stephanie and Shane and said, put it in some other hands. Uh, fuck you lot. And now I can retire. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was a revenge for them forcing him out with all the yeah. sex scandal leaks. Basically. Uh, fair enough. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I, I it's even though it's it's a very conspicuous action. It's it's even and even though it's now not even technically just WWE, it's a whole separate organization now. So I can't picture him actually leaving. But we'll we'll watch the space. It's wrestling. Anything can happen. Yeah, an acquisition and mergers typically. Even people who are heavily involved get a kick in the arse out the door very shortly. Yeah. Uh, Segwaying over to AEW news, two bits of uh, uh, news to chat about this week. They had the announcement of the TK1, the first ever uh, 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 round robin in AEW history. I mean, people have scoffed at a lot of tournaments in in AEW, but at least this one's different. No, this one one is good. They're they're finally doing their G1, you know. um, uh, uh, So it is uh, it's two leagues of six, he said, which I think is good because, I mean, a lot of people have also pointed out They've had some rotten luck with injuries and shit like that. So I think keeping the number, keep it nice, simple, 12 people, I think is good. I mean, obviously the G1 this year was like four blocks or something. It was, the G1's getting bigger every year. This one, short and simple, Danielson is our first name announced for it. Uh, also, the announced- G1, also the G1 is every day almost. This yeah, this is going to be and yeah. uh, Dynamite mm. Weekly. Have they said what the winner gets of this? No, no. I, don't know. I didn't catch it. They just have a match at World's End. The two the final, the final is at World's End. Okay, excellent. That's that's good because it seems like that show people are kind of side eyeing it. It seems like you know because it's a pay per view, but it wasn't sound like a pay per view. So I would I presume it to be a world title match akin to the G one, akin to the G one. Yeah, and also I, I I think as well it'd be good to um we've we you know I think it'd be good to give purpose to the TV matches a bit. Uh, and also, and also like the G one, if they can have this first one knock it out of the park, and next year when they say we're doing the Continental Classic, and people go, oh, that means just weekly bangers, the same yeah, way the G one sure. me- means not nonstop, because like you know, for a company that's kind of it's become a running joke how many tournaments they run. I haven't loved basically any of the tournaments uh, AEW okay. has done. I thought no. this year's set of Owens were better, and I did enjoy them for the most part, but I didn't. I, I haven't really loved any tournament they've done. I, th- I think the problem with their tournaments are there that they're so meticulously planned from a what, the final backwards almost that you can mm. see the moment you see the brackets, you go the final's going to oh, be that and that. Uh, John Moxley versus Preston Vance. Mm. Yes, yeah. Oh, I wonder who's going to win. Uh, yeah, I hope this is, if this is twelve of the top Johnnies in AW, then that's that's good. Would you would you like it to be the twelve most bangeriest match having brutes? Or would you like to see more of a mix? Like the G one has a, a, a Yano and a. I think they have to have a, cer- a certain mix because you got to have a few jobbers in there. Dan has a few, but like a no, 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 Dan, fucking Dan, no. Daniel <laughs> Garcia, Daniel Garcia. That would be the sort of person I would have yeah, in there. It's like one of the twelve to yeah, who's not going to win, but you he'll have, have you know yeah, you can have some really good matches. Like anyway, the two Danielson, matches he's had Danielson, this week, you know, Garcia, Andrade, yeah. Like a Rouge. Malachi. 
Rouge. Uh, a Mo- maybe, I don't know if Moxley. Mox or someone, Claudio. A couple of people at that level. Yeah. yeah. I am actually fascinated. Even yeah, I'm interested in seeing the matches, but I'm not just fascinated to see the field. I think the field is going to be really mm. exciting to look at. Mm. Um, yeah, and and you know, for the for, for those of us who are nerds and who enjoyed the rankings and things like that a couple of years ago, get get to look at some nice tables, get to look at some graphs, Ooh, get to look bit. at who is a match against who, get some X's and O's on who's won and who's lost against people, get to calculate some points. Love yeah. that. Let's not do it like the uh, the Bound for Glory tournament where it's like no. Roosh is in the lead, but he has also had 27 matches. He's had 27 <laughs> matches, and also Brian Dennison hasn't wrestled anyone. Weird. Forgot to book him this week or something? What was up with that? Uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited by the prospect of this. So hopefully it, it delivers. Um, mm. and I, oh, yeah, Did they, Samoa Joe come bottom of that table that year or something? Yeah, that was real the doldrums of their using. What just head points for a DQ or something? Yes, because he was losing points for a DQ. Oh, yes, because he and he was like doing his kind of just the classic Russo. I'm a heel. I'm just angry at everything, but I'm not going to say what it is. So I'm getting disqualified and I'm beating people up and I'm attacking referees. Yeah, yeah. Joe would be great in this. Joe would be great. Joe Um, would be another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Uh, Sticking in the world of AE dub. Uh, this is our last broadcast here before the pay-per-view next week full gear there is a week of TV to come before but we won't be with you again uh, until after the show so we will run down the card here very quickly and I think any you know the the, the recent malaise on AWCV has always come with the qualifier that the pay-per-views have remained I would say excellent I mean they're, they're, they're on a phenomenal run right now yeah. and uh, we'll run through this card and it's, it's, it's looking like another good one um, MJF and TBA versus the guns on the pre-show for the ROH World Tag Title I don't think I don't think it would happen. I think the guns getting the ROH titles is great. Would be a great little yeah. call. Let's let's get the, let's get them on an active team, and they I, I, they are the right guys. I also don't want to see MJF wearing that belt anymore. It's no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. The geek it, belt. It makes him look like a geek. He's supposed to be the world champion, and he's walking around with that fucking tin pot, second rate, third rate indie <laughs> shitty tag belt. Pop it in the bin. Uh, I think I think he's because he's obviously beating Jay White, so he's getting he's getting his world title back. So I think yeah, yeah. they'll probably they'll probably get yeah. rid of that. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, no clue who the t- partner would be. I I, I don't know. Joe. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're teasing Joe, aren't they? They're saying they're saying um, he's, yeah, yeah. He's so desperate he'll take Joe as a partner, and then Joe turns on him. Okay, which works. That works, and then that sets up World's End maybe for a... maybe yeah yeah yeah. Or winter's um, coming. The uh, World Women's Championship is on the line. Hikaru Shida versus a timeless Tony. Um, mm. I mean, I think I could I, I could picture these two having a good match, but I think in the, I, is is Tony going to go out there and have a normal good match, or is she going to? Is it going to no, be? No, she's going to go. Yeah, she's going to do the the, the, the poses. <laughs> this has jumped the shark. So the Luther thing. Yeah, it's, it's jumped the Luther for me. That's yeah, the, I'm. I was done. I, I it was I thought it started super well, but it's just they've leaned too much into it and the black and white and the mm. entrance video and the yeah I I think I think she's she's nailed it's, it's almost like it's like she nailed it too much and now they've leaned so far into it and mm. it was like ah all right you know um feel I I'd kind of feel bad for Sheeta if she got another kind of ho hum tr- transitional mm. um reign but I I feel like that's on the cards because they obviously they obviously think this is the greatest this Tony thing is the greatest thing ever. Um, so we'll see six man tag team action Sting, Darby and Adam Copeland against Christian Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne um, yeah. yes please should, should be fun yeah should be fun all the lads forward to that um, 
yeah, not much to say on uh, that one. Uh, should be good crack. Uh, also good crack. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley two the rematch. The first one was really good. I think I they'll think- work this one differently with the same result. I think Cassidy will hold yeah. his own way more, but still they want to get back on course with Moxley. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder how they'll do it. Because you can't do the same, exactly the same thing. Maybe Cassidy gets, like... Well, Mox, Mox didn't bleed in the first one. Cassidy did. Maybe you reverse that. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe Cassidy takes it to him and fucks him up. And Maybe he's Mo- got him on the ropes and he's, like, nearly there, but something goes wrong. And, he, and yeah. Yeah. it's like, okay. No. Put, put the money on Moxley to, to drag that blade coast to coast, brother. Hell yeah. Uh, let me see here we got Hangman versus Swerve in a Texas death match oh yeah baby uh, <laughs> the Hangman's specialty I mean this I uh, this has show stealer written all over it mm-hmm. um, oh yeah oh yeah I can't remember if I've if we've seen Swerve do a kind of weaponsy death match type thing in AEW I don't think we have mm-hmm. um, racking my brain I don't think so um, oh, he, d- he did stomp that cinder block onto Keith Lee's belly oh yeah was- and yeah, they, never, yes. they never had a match. <laughs> yeah, no, he was just—he was too—he was too powerful. He did the—he did he did that um, move, and it was like Keithy ran off. You know, uh, yeah. I—I I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an homage to that in this match if he tries to do it at some stage because that's his big, uh, big weapon spot, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that should be excellent. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. If uh, Omega and Jericho win, they get the Bucks tag team title shot. If the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a team. What a stipulation for this uh, <laughs> long-standing team here. Imagine if the Young Bucks as a team was on the line. Now that would get some people watching um, um, after why, 20 years. Why is the Like a Dragon Street fight aside from the fact that it's a sponsored thing, obviously on TV will be more beneficial for the sponsor, but why are they doing the eight-man street fight on Dynamite rather than the pay-per-view and doing this weird tag team match here? Well, I think for the reason you just said, I think because the sponsors wanted it on television. It's a highly rated program, you know, so... um, They they better hope that the the Golden Jets win, otherwise they won't be able to team on Dynamite. Yeah, I'm, I think that's. I think we're. I think we're. We're going back to young buck dissension, angry because they they had their little tantrum when they lost the ROH belts there, or like whatever that show was. I, can't, I, can't, I know. Can't I the know. young bucks work with someone? Do they, can they only work with their friends? Can they just not work, wrestle? I know someone else. And then and then do do melodrama about having to wrestle their friends. Oh my oh, god! I'm so sick so of I'm fed bucks. up of it. I'm fed up of it. But there will be a like a dragon street fight to come. That'd be pretty cool. Like a dragon, so um, that's a video game. Yeah, video uh, games from the fine folks at Sega. Um, we have a three-way match for the AEWTBS Championship: Chris Statlander uh, versus Julia Hart versus Red Velvet or Sky Blue. It says here on illustrious wrestling site Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, they they mentioned that in Collision. Is that okay? That's a forthcoming match. Okay, right. Um, yeah. Are we perhaps going to crown one Julia Hart without having to pin one Chris Statlander? Is that perhaps the direction here? Oh, uh, or big, big Chris doesn't want to do the job. Like <laughs> no. Austin to Triple H. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or are they just kind of because they did? Because I, I feel like there was still, I feel like there's still juice in the in 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 the tank for for a Statlander run. But obviously Julia is that the, go with the the iron hot strike iron strike iron yeah, strike yeah, iron yeah. when iron hot moment yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we we'll also see. have 
if Sky Blue presumably will be the one in the match, there's obviously something there with Julia. Maybe this is where Sky Blue does align with her or something. Yes. I mean, it's like they've been laying it on so thick with her mannerisms that I am kind of like, okay, just let's do it now. Because it's, uh, it's like, okay, you, you've, you've very much established that she's going evil. Like, so let's just, uh, let's do it. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Then we have a four-way for the World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill defending against Roosh and Realistico. FTR and Malachi Black and Brody King. That's one of those kind of four-way tags that we've seen so many of them that I... I'm not super excited for it, but I, it'll, it'll be class. It'll definitely be class <laughs> on the night. The names uh, involved lend themselves to having a very good match. Yeah. The kings of the Black Throne. Oh, yeah. Kings that, of no, the Black I don't know if I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, they've got that. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I think because that's, because uh, I think, they, I think oh. they all have like unique names and songs, depending on which combination it is. Whatever, it's it's Malachi Black's kind of you know hyper detailed you know reasoning or whatever. Uh, big Bill and Brody King are probably big funds. There's some there's some big boys um, uh, going to war. That'd be pretty good. And Rush beating the shit out of the two of them. Yes, yeah, coming in and then winning the match, which actually would that wouldn't be bad at all. But I I, I feel like it's a Starks and Bill Bill will retain. But yeah, looking forward to that. And that brings us to MJF and Jay White for the world title. Uh, you'd imagine MJF wins, gets the physical uh, uh, possession of uh, mm. and I, would, I would think we would have the reveal of the masked men here. Yeah, so. bringing it, bringing it back this yes. week. I, I feel like that would be, um, yeah. I, I, between this this week and last week, right? I've, I've quite liked the the build to this. It's been a bit different in that they announced it. Well, it was months ago. Right, now, well, so like early October, they announced, announced yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and then they've it, and the build was fairly paint by numbers. You know, steal the belt, pin the yeah. gu- pin the babyface in a tag match kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything revolutionary, but I like the fact that they announced it and then built the story of the match. I feel like I'm actually a lot more interested in this compared to some of the the main events. Um, so yeah, hopefully they they continue that. Looks like a good show on paper, I would say. Yes, yeah, I, and I think in execution they'll probably they'll probably knock it out of the park. I mean, I think that's I think that's fair to say. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, full gear. We'll talk a bit more about TV there shortly. Uh, before we get into that, though, we do have a quiz this week. Oh, baby, baby, we've got a bloody quiz. It is the return of Oni Lorknecht. Beautiful, everyone uh, loves it. Which is day. our version of. Uh, BBC Two's Only Connect quiz, which is a very highbrow quiz. <laughs> Kayfabe, brother. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an original, a, a original chair shop podcast quiz, like yes. they all are, called Only Connect, Only Law Connect. Uh, how it works is um, I give the guys four clues, four kind of names, and they have to figure out the unique connection between those four things. Okay, so it might be four wrestlers, yes. four moves, four shows, whatever. Um, if they get it on the first first clue, they get four points. Second clue, three. Third clue, two. One point. If they can't get it or they get it wrong, their opponent can still for one point. Um, so let's get underway. You know how it works now. Uh, I'm gonna He's do. Got a coin. I've got. A, I don't think I've got the coin here anymore. It's moved. No, I've got a memory card. It's a okay. four, four gigabyte uh, memory card. <laughs> Ooh, you could nearly get a whole film on that. Not or sure do you want Made in China on the back of the <laughs> it's, an, it's an SDHC brand. 
Okay, Very good. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with that, but anyway. Um, so I'll let Barry call. Um, okay. Do, do you want the 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 back with the gold bits on or okay. the, the front? I'll take the gold, please. Ooh, fancy. It is gold, Barry. So oh. you, you can go first. I'll go first. Um, okay, so here are your first set of clues. Okay. First, Hulk Hogan. Hmm. You could guess each time. I forgot to mention that. You, okay, you yeah, perfect. Um, you don't get penalised if you... Yeah. Uh, impromptu WrestleMania main eventers. Ooh. It's a very good it's, guess. It's a very good guess. It's not correct, but it's a very good guess. Okay. Okay. So your next, uh, your next clue, Kevin Nash. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be this, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, NWO members. Makes sense. But, uh, not correct. No. Okay. So your next one. Uh, Kerry Von Erich. Kerry Von Erich. No idea. No idea. No, no, no guess. No, I, I, I don't even guess there. Okay, and your final clue, Steve Lombardi. Um, I I can't I can't think of one Hogan would have had. Oh wait, maybe there is. Uh, have they all had gimmick names with a place name in them? I'll give you the point for that one, Barry. Yes, that's uh, more, what my guess is going to be. More specifically, American place names. American yeah. place names. Hollywood yeah. Hulk Hogan. Kevin I was thinking Nash. Mr. America for Hogan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Nash is Vinnie Vegas. Vinnie Vegas in the WCW days. Texas Tornado. Texas Tornado. Yeah. And the Brooklyn Brawler. Steve of Lombardi. Course, yeah. So one point there, Barry. Okay, I'll bad, take that. I'm happy with that. Uh, okay, so over to you, Paul. Yeah. Um, okay, first clue: Mill Mascaris. Okay. Um, I will say um, non-contracted Royal Rumble participants. Oh, that's a great, that's a great one, if that's true. It's an, it's an educated guess. It's not correct. Okay. Okay. Second question. Evil Uno. Ooh, okay. Um... <sighs> Masked no wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta well, go. With might as well. It's not correct, but uh, worth a guess. Third clue: Million Dollar Man. Oh God! <laughs> oh dear. Um, have Mascaris and Uno been in any kind of tax issues? In the, in the... <laughs> <laughs> Male Mascaris, Evil Uno, Million Dollar Man. No, I don't know. I guess it's okay. Pass. Well, stumpture, stumpture. Yeah, yeah. Um, fourth clue: the one, two, three kid. <laughs> Mil, That's Mil, a tough one. Mill Mascaris, Evil Uno, Million Dollar Man, and One Two Three Kid. Yeah. Any ideas there, Paul? Oh, it's it's names with numbers. 
Yeah, he's got it. Ah, for one point. There you good, go. Good, I should have got that other previous one. I thought one, two, three would be the, the giveaway. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, 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 you've portioned them out very well in terms of difficulty, I yeah, must say. Meal and Uno. Meal, Uno, Million, and, and yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, Fabulous. I should have okay. got that on three. Very good, Joe. One point. Okay, back to you, Barry. Um, first clue Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiossi. Okay. Macho man. Single match, single single night tournament matches. Ooh, it's a good guess, but it doesn't work for this set. Okay. So I can't accept okay. that. So no, no point there. Uh, second clue: Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose. Um. Oh, it's kind of similar to my Hogan, my Hogan guess earlier. Matches where. No, that's not even right. No, never mind. Um, is it like uh, shortest title matches in WWE history? Uh, no, nah, that's not correct. Barry. I'll give you the. I'll give you the third one. Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what what uh, matches where. Oh God, this is going to annoy me when I eventually get it. Uh, matches where the winner was immediately in another match, or something along those lines. Defeat so title matches where the person immediately lost afterwards, or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, final, final one. Royal Rumble 1992. Oh, matches for vacant titles. That's it. That's oh, it. that's annoying. Match, matches I, to crown a vacant him. WWE. Yeah. Ah, oh, annoying. Annoying. I should have got that. I should have got that. Yeah, you were kind of close with the tournament. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't straight that. But yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, so yeah, Barry in the lead, two for one. Uh, back to you, Paul. Okay. First clue: wrestling champion. <laughs> wrestling champion. Um. Uh, words that appear on the uh, the big gold belt. Like mm, I need a little more. It's <laughs> uh, a bit more specific. A bit more specific. Um, uh, how would I phrase it more specifically? You, you, I'm nearly there, but not enough to get it. Do you want another clue? Yeah, go on. I'll take. I'll take the second one. Champion. Um, oh, I think I might know. Wrestling champion, champion. Oh, is it? Is it the 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 WWF title? The the the, the way the holder is described. Yes, I'll give you the I'll give you the good. points there. Very yeah. good. So it was going from the the original winged eagle belt. Yeah. The, in at the plate on the bottom of the title, it says wrestling champion. The Attitude Era one said champion. champion. Spinner belt said champ. Champ. Champ is here. And then the current one says world heavyweight champion. Excellent. So, uh, very good. Very, very so good. I, I, I said big gold because I thought, I remember that saying, having yeah. some weird wording on it that's a little bit like uh, vague. 
rather mm, than mm. okay so what's that three three points three points there so yeah four four two in favor of paul so we've got two more each um so next one for you barry go on uh first clue david arquette um couple of a couple of directions here um Cele- uh, celebrities who've held titles in wrestling. Not correct. Good guess. No. Um, next clue: Scott Hall. People who've teamed with Diamond Dallas Page. Not a good one, but no, it doesn't work. Okay. Third clue: Muhammad Hassan. Um. Oh, uh, winners uh, of Observer Most Disgusting Promotional Tactic, or people involved in angles that won that award. That is correct. Yes, yes. winners, winners, or subjects of subjects, the yeah. most disgusting. So that was Arquette winning the title, uh, playing off halls drunken, or or doing an angle about his drunkenness, and yes. Hassan the angle with the Undertaker angle, seven yeah. seven thing. Yeah, uh, and the final clue was Reed Flair. Okay, yeah, that, I just got done reading the David Arquette uh, chapter in the Nitro book, which I'm I'm nearly finished with after mm. I'm such a slow reader. But yeah, enjoyed that. Okay, tying it up at four four there. So back to you, Paul. Yeah. Um, your first clue, uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Um, uh, I'll say um, wrestlers who wrestled under their first name only. Ooh, very creative guess, but it's not correct. Nice. Um, second clue, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Hmm. Mm. Well, I know what links the two of them. Uh, the wrestlers on, on, on the on the first dynamite. I'm going to give it to you, Paul. Oh, well done! Yeah, wow, done. well done. So three points there you picked up. So uh, third was Brandon Cutler, and fourth was MJF because they were the first four people to yeah, wrestle excellent. on. Okay. On, um, See, I was going to guess TNT, yeah. TNT titles. Very, very good. Uh, so, ooh, you've stormed into lead there, seven to four. So okay. need to need to do a good one here, Barry. Right, I guess it immediately. Um, okay. <laughs> so the, the first clue is Donald Trump. Um, okay. Um... Uh, I'll say uh, people involved in the wrestling industry who've gone into politics. I was going to say Hall of Famers, but that narrows it down way too much. <laughs> not quite. You know, there's a, there's a possible connection there, but no, not for this four. Okay. So okay. give you a second clue. James Madison. I don't even know who that is. Uh, pass. I'll, I'll give you another clip. President James Madison, just so you know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, presidents who've been at WrestleMania? No, I think he died in 1750. <laughs> 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 so, so, no. <laughs> okay. Third clue Levi Strauss. Um. No idea. Again, no idea. No, I'm going to go for this one. last one. This is a tough one. 
number four, Julius Caesar. Oh, um... Oh, God. Um... Were people dressing up, people who've been dressed up as on, on WWE programming? No, not correct. I'm afraid zero zero points there, Paul. Any ideas for a steal for one point? I have no idea what this is. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure it out here because I was trying to think. There was like there was the Trump Rosie O'Donnell quote unquote match yeah. on Raw. There was the Julius the WrestleMania nine Julius and the other two I was completely going blank on. Mm. That's a good guess. I was expecting after Trump and Madison, we might have got like Abe Lincoln or something because I know he was a wrestler. I guess the thing I was trying to think is like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, Donald Trump, James Madison, Levi says Julius Caesar. Well, Caesar, I definitely didn't, didn't appear at WrestleMania. <laughs> he predated it by a couple of years, a few hundred at least. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if this is something more meta, but no, I, I need to look at it for a while, so I'll pass on it. Okay, I'll pass on that one. So, give us, uh, give us a clue in, in in terms of what direction we should be looking at. Well, here. WrestleMania was a uh, in the right direction. Okay. No, just tell us. We're, I, we're not <laughs> going to get this. Just no. tell us. <laughs> so they've all given their names to WrestleMania venues. Oh, so Trump Plaza. The Trump yeah. Plaza, WrestleMania 4 and 5. Madison Square Garden. Okay, is that where Trump, 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 okay. Yeah, he's named oh. after James Madison. Levi Strauss, Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium, yeah. yeah. And then Caesars Palace for WrestleMania. Yeah, Man. okay, yeah. Uh, that's kind of, yeah. When you know it, it's obvious. When, it's when you know it, they're easy. They're easy. So, um, so. Paul has won. We got one left. Obviously, Paul has already won. It's yeah, go on, Paul. Uh, seven seven four. So yeah. let's see if Paul can really rub it home. Um, okay, first clue: heavy fall. Heavy fall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll have a funny guess. Is it uh, is it finishers as called by the Eurosport TNA commentator? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, very good guess, but no, that's not correct. Uh, clue number two. <laughs> clue number two, headbutt. Ooh. Heavy fall, headbutt. Um, I mean, it's, it's some sort of descriptor, presumably. Um, heavy fall. What the f- uh, I don't know. Methods of winning the first few WWF titles linearly. No, no, that's, a very, that's a very good that's one. A good, that is a good guess. Um, that is a good that's guess. That's not correct. Uh, number three, Hurricane Frog. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could have been a move in 19 Dickity 2. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, he's put Frog. him away there in 72 minutes with the Hurricane Frog, the new champions wrestling of the world. I, I would think back to think back to only connect the type of uh, questions yeah, yeah. I sometimes ask, you know. That might indicate what this one is about. Yeah. Hurricane Frog. Now, give me the fourth one. Fourth one, Suicide Headbutt. Wow. So I just have the list written down in front of me here. I'm trying to see if anything's jumping out at me. Heavy fall, headbutt, 
Hurricane Frog Suicide Headbutt. I don't know it. I'm afraid no, to say I don't know. I'm going to pass. Barry, any, anyone want to proffer a guess? Um, finishing moves in NES Pro Wrestling. No, that's not correct. You're going to kick yourselves because I think you could have got Go this on. one. They, they are the... I'm just going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are the literal English translations of moves that are typically said in Spanish. Oh, okay. so um, I think suicide was probably the yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. So the first one, heavy fall, is sent on. That's what Head it on. literally means. Excellent. Heavy fall. Uh, tope actually means headbutt because I think it literally was a diving headbutt rather than a dive. Yeah, but, so it's become yeah. that. Hurricane frog is hurricane runner. Okay. I guess the shape you got to make at the end. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I think Rana means pin, but I, I think it's from like, you look like a frog when you're doing it. Interesting. Okay, we're learning. And then suicide headbutt, tope suicida. So, Excellent. Okay. That was Very tough, good. but that was an interesting one. That was the, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. those, yes. those last two were tough, but I think they were, they were a bit I different. I've learned something from that. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've and I, so I've, I've learned Madison Square Garden is named after, which yeah, I did always wonder. and education. This is this is why you know we're the best wrestling podcast out there. That's it. That's it. We we've, we're educating people um, about that fella. So Strauss Levi's is the fella who made the jeans. He's the Levi jeans man. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. So yeah. now and I've, I've learned that. Um, yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much, Joe, for another excellent uh, only or connects. Greatly appreciated. Paul, you've an email this week. I do. Email is from Barry. Barry oh, wait, just, yeah. You can ignore that because I sent it when I thought you were going to do a show last week. Yeah, but it's right, something right, we're right, just right. going to talk about in one of the guffs, so you can ignore well, it. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly get to it. Uh, Paul, do you think they are intentionally having less Morty dialogue in Rick and Morty this season uh, because the voice is so obviously different? Um, well, obviously, we'll talk about Rick and Morty uh yeah. a little bit but uh no i mean i'm at the stage now where i live in perennial fear that i'm going to download the latest rick and morty and watch through it thinking these voices are shit and then only realize that i've accidentally downloaded an old episode and actually <laughs> yeah. it's the old voices so I, i'm not having as much of it especially with the latest episode of which morty was pretty involved yeah this most recent one dispels my theory because I was watching the first three and I was like, "This is kind of he's got like two lines in yeah. each of these episodes." But fair, you know, that's they've disproven that. And the funny thing is, I don't even think it's bad. I think it's actually pretty good. It's just, it's just really obviously different. Was more my kind well, of well, especially if you've just done a rewatch of the previous six yeah. series and gone directly into this yeah. one. But like, I haven't watched an episode in nine months and I've gone straight into it, and I'm, you know, not able to tell the difference. Yeah, okay. Much Thanks for reading my email. Greatly appreciated. Long time yeah, listener, much. first time uh, emailer. Yeah. Uh, we will seg you onto the Wrestle TV uh, this week. We'll just pick through some of the highlights here of TV as we've been mm. doing the last few weeks. Uh, we had Joe versus Keith Lee this week. How was that? I uh, I, I didn't see the wrestling this week again. I'm, I'm sad to say. Oh, I did. I did. I was very excited at the prospect of that match. Was it any good? Uh, yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Kind of what you expect to to big Hospital. boys. It was meat. It was meat on meat, and there was there was some attempts to get a uh, meat chance going. It didn't catch on quite as much as the, yeah. the pay per view, but yeah, um, there was a point where they were chanting something like uh, "all the meat," and <laughs> Tony Schiavone thought they were chanting "all elite." And <laughs> they they like, love this promotion. Like, <laughs> Are you chanting "all elite" or "all the meat"? Oh, I was chanting "all the meat." 
Um, so that was good. And then Joe, yes, vacated the Ring of Honor title after. I think yeah. so he, he's the longest reigning champion now. So I think maybe it was something to do. Yeah. He's like, I've, I've, you know, I've somehow I've done it. everyone else. So yeah. I'm going to get the title. I, I was perplexed by that result because I was like, wouldn't it make sense to have Keith win and then Joe go on? But I guess if, if the thing is Joe is going up, upward to the title, they probably wanted him to end that, uh, that reign mm. on top. Which I guess makes sense. Um, I think Joe is having a heck of a run, one of his best runs in his lengthy great career, and I'm very interested to see where he goes. Uh, I would hope they wouldn't vacate that title just to have him challenge MJF on an episode of Collision <laughs> and lose. Like I, that would be yeah. very, very disappointing. So uh, one of the things I am liking about AEW at the moment is the is the, the John Wickification of MJF. Everyone's out for MJF because he's the fucking world champion. So everyone's fucking out to get him. He's getting jumped in the library. You know, he's getting jumped, you know, backstage. Wardlow's snarling after him and Joe is snarling after him. So uh, we'll see. I think see one thing that's going to be interesting with regards to what to do with Joe, I mean, my presumption is that that would probably be the world's end winner match. Mm. Uh, what I'm interested in for world's end specifically is how they're going to go with the the MGF contract storyline. Oh, we've yeah. Seen it, we've, yeah. Seen it, we've seen it before with Punk to an extent. Uh, but Punk was was a heel for all intents and purposes. Obviously, the crowd in Chicago were into him, but he was kind of seen or was the babyface. Uh, in the programming. The yeah. In the programming, that's what I'm saying. So to see this from the other perspective, I'd be interested to see how they would approach that. Um because presumably the crowd would want him to retain the title and stay around, and maybe they'll play into Joe. Joe, if Joe beats him, he's gone, or or some something like that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, because they've actually. I feel like they've they definitely eased the gas on talking about it every week. Yeah. yeah, which I think is actually a clever thing to do if they are ultimately going to go back to it. You know, the whole thing of you know mm. you keep the idea alive, but you don't beat people over the head because then they'll assume it's it's bullshit or you know it's it's wrestling. You know, but if it's um you know I think if you take your foot off the gas a little bit and then spring it on people, I think that'd actually be interesting. So we'll see. Uh, we did get another devil attack this week. Um, who what 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 went on with that? Claimed the acclaimed, yes, yeah, yeah, of course the acclaimed taken yeah. out, which is which which is clever because. You also can then that that explains away why he can't have one of the acclaimed as his partner at mm-hmm. the at the pay per view. So that was. Um, I have a question. I saw a clip of this. I have a question. Is, do, Paul, do you have a nitpick of the week for this? Uh, well, how obviously fake the office was. With well, the, no. The, well, there's that. There's that. But no, I I, I have one based on a, okay, a clip I heard. Uh, Excalibur said uh, the devil's targeting people who want to help MJF. I was like, they've attacked one other people, and it's his opponent at the pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> that is so, true. That is true. And Excalibur is my man. He gets a lot of stuff right. He's he's my favorite kind of announcer. He's a nerd uh, uh, who knows all the moves and all that. that. I missed that. You're but totally right to call that out. Um, yeah. One thing I did like about that angle, though, is I do I do love a good thrown through a window spot. I do love that. It always looks yeah. and sounds cool. Um, it does. Yeah. But, but the, I mean, it was ridiculous looking. Oh, it was, it was what, such a what, it was what a classic was attached to <laughs> wrestling backstage bullshit. Not just complete. I always think it's so funny when it's like even in the heyday of the Attitude Era, it's like there's Vince's office. I was like, what arena has this? This like this like weird <laughs> tiny three walled sitcom room with a load of uh, pictures of Vince and fruit <laughs> everywhere. 
I mean, you can shoot it in such a way that it's it's less bad looking, but you could see the back wall just continued on, and you had this weird box sticking out of it, which had a giant window. Why would the window be there for an inside room? Uh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Mm. I love wrestling. I love wrestling's understanding of, yeah. of offices in the real world. Um, also, anyways. the table inside it had like nothing on it. It didn't have a laptop on it. Or it was Maybe just it was a, like Chris Jericho's dressing room. They build I, it. He was boasting about that. To they be build fair. it yeah. for every every time they go to a new arena, they build him a new dressing yeah, room. But yeah, he yeah. needs a window so that he can see like if CM Punk's coming to get him or something. You know, he needs to like... <laughs> totally. Um, now again, I, I not having watched show, I kind of compiled these these highlights. I saw they announced the signing of Mariah May, which was rumored when she left mm. Japan. This was, this was disappointing. I yeah, thought they were going I, to bring her out as a big deal, as a big, she, like, a big, yeah. And they did a wandered like, in as a comedy, a like, comedy thing with um, RJ. I was like, oh, okay. And so she she's was, she was good. Know. I liked I liked her in the delivery, like I don't know delivery or whatever. But I was like. Bring her in as like a big deal, like a, a big. Jay I'm Cargill. coming from stardom. Yeah. I was a champion, yeah. you know. Jay yeah. Cargill in WWE coming in as yes. a huge star. Yeah, yeah. Have um, her come in and yeah, be. A, oh, so she's so so like she's what like obsessed with Tony Storm, or she's going to be like the. Is that the thing? Is that the what they're yeah, going yeah, for? She's like okay, it's just super fan of Tony. Super Storm fan, okay. Like yeah. Um, look, I mean, kind of like what we were saying with the Sheeta Tony match. I kind of hope at least you know. We're all over that character. I hope when the bell rings, she just has a match because it's a pay-per-view. And the same at Mariah May. If they're going to do this character, like, whatever. But, like, if if the matches are at least still the matches, then that'll be fine. But too early to judge. I think it's a good a, a good, a good signing nonetheless. Um, I think they need to to build up that division. Be, be in the conversation whenever these people are leaving Japan or leaving Impact or leaving WWE or wherever. You got to get the those names. So we'll see where that goes. Um uh, what was there anything else not listed here that you boys wanted to talk about from from Dynamite? It didn't seem like a very buzzworthy show. Uh, nah, that was about it. Really, was that was about it. it. Was okay. Um, uh, Collision. They did announce the tournament. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. How was Garcia versus MJF? By the way, I heard not as great things as I was hoping well, I would hear about it. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was okay, it was but I didn't good. hear. I did. I, I I wanted it to be. Oh, AW's back. They had a you know because like because <laughs> Garcia has you know and MJF as well have both kind of knocked it out of the park in high mm. profile singles matches in the past, and it kind of yeah. seemed like the buzz the next day was yeah you know they had a good match, but no the the the, the buzzworthy match was Swerve and Penta really okay okay oh, yeah yeah which oh yeah I heard that was good as well yeah um had a banger. Um, uh, I like, you know, the Dan Garcia thing is, I, I would love to see them uh, finally break out, you know, that he, he's a pro wrestler and go back to being a pro wrestler and with withhold the dance for a while. Make people really want him to do the dance again, but get him focused back to having good matches and getting some wins. Because I feel like Garcia is someone who should be approaching the swerve. Like he should be 2024's swerve in that trajectory guy on the ascent yeah and i think i think he he's similar to tony in the sense that he was doing a couple some cool character stuff a while ago and then it just went way they leaned too much into it and now he's just dancing guy which i don't like you know what i mean i i I think that character is good but it's now just just becoming the dance guy and i was like i liked it when it was a thing he did as part of a broader character and 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 i think they've 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 
soldered it down to the point that he's now just you know he's he's uh, a no mercy character and the player is just going crazy on that thumbstick he's just shaking and so he's just taunting he's just taunting uh, if um, he was in no mercy that's all i would do if i was controlling it that's true someone's probably modded that i'm sure there's someone who's already put that dance in no mercy but we i digress yeah. uh collision we got the continental classic announced obviously uh danielson is number one uh, Garcia oh, yeah. versus Andrade interesting match for it was very that, good yeah that very, sounds very like, long as well yeah um, it's funny because uh, they, they've kind of stopped doing the very long main events but uh, this one I thought was great and, and got time and also they've pulled the trigger on the Andrade CJ Perry ah uh, yes so Ooh, she's what she's with him she's luscious she's, lovely Lana she's the manager and, and Miro was watching on backstage in a, in a dark room with God in the background <laughs> <laughs> don't rise to it mate not worth it <laughs> leave it out mate we've all had a laugh come on now <laughs> she's not um, worth it pal come on <laughs> it's on this show as well there was no Kevin Kelly because he was at the beginning they said he was on assignment or something I don't know what that assignment is. He's like, uh, he's, like he's, le- he's, he's learning how to brackets. be a better announcer. <laughs> learning how to be an announcer. It, it so was better for him not being there. He's looking after a bee in a jar in the piss. Who was Shivani? Shivani. No, it was just Shivani doing play by play. Shivani and Nigel. He does his best, Tony, but he's... He's not a play-by-play guy. He's not. He's not. He can't do it th- these days. And he was a bit lost. Or it's a bit where like... So when they cut back to Miro at the end of the match, he was sort of smiling at the screen and Tony was just like, well, no idea what that means. And then they <laughs> it was like, it was like, well, What's your job? You, you need to sell it like, oh, we're going to find out what, you know, in the weeks ahead, what Miro thinks. But yes, he, yeah, he was just yeah. like, he was a bit flustered. So he just yeah. like, I imagine, I imagine Tony and Nigel was a pretty banterous pair though, I have to say. It was, it was. I think, yeah, Nigel, very bantery. Tony couldn't really keep up. I think was the problem. It was like, I've warmed to Nigel quite a bit. I have to say, I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was too much shtick and I thought it was too WWE at first, but I think he's, no, he's, he's fitted to a good. nice groove now. He's mm. done really well. Um, uh, but he still does say Christian Cage, though. That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> it's yeah. not how it's pronounced. And Ted DiBiase, Christian Cage and if Ted DiBiase. If you're from Kent in England, that's how you say it. Christian and Ted DiBiase. Christ, yeah. Christian Cage. Uh, speaking Christian of Christian Cage, Cage, he was a great, he was like a forward for like Everton in the 90s, wasn't he? I think, you know, he was, he was really great. I had his sticker back but in the day. But Nigel book. mentioned on commentary on this episode, that uh, Nick Wayne wanted to take Christian's last name, <laughs> and, like as as his son, fucking do it. That's that. That's the next uh, week we have a segment where they come out with the, the signed Cage. paper, oh, and he's yeah. literally you can do Nick Wayne Cage or whatever. But he comes out with the paper, and Nick, he, Christian has officially adopted Nick Wayne. That's that's the direction we need to go in. And then down the line, when you do the little turn ski. You get the big pop where he finally tears up the adoption papers. Oh, yeah, He's not yeah, Nick yeah. Wayne Cage anymore. So you it, see, it would simultaneously the- be a funny thing now and have a payoff down the, down the road. See, we, we're, we grumble about a lot of the the ham and comedy on this show, but there's there's room for it when it's good. I think the, the Christian yeah. Nick Wayne stuff is so it is it's just the right level no, to me. It is it's called is. the patriarchy now. That's so ridiculous. It's so stupid. And Tony Schiavone was doing the, you know, when Jim Ross does the, give me a break shit. Tony Schiavone is the Christian and his son. (laughs) (laughs) They're leaning into it more. Let's let's make it official. 
Let's have some fun with this. Uh, and so yeah we got a, a little trail for the pay-per-view we got Edge Sting and Darby versus the Righteous Archers which I saw Edge was diving around the place um, uh, Edge uh, looked yeah. alright the, ma- the match itself was kind of nothing but it I, was, I think uh, literally literally just a classic wrestling TV of we're, we're going to beat some guys because we have a pay-per-view match do you know what I mean but this was the main event and it was long. I know, but that's kind of what Collision has become a little bit. They are getting AEW, I think, and I don't even I don't even dislike this, but they are kind of getting back into the squash match formula a little bit. Um, you know, it'd be nice if there was a, if it was a bit more of a banger in the main event, but you know. Well, we had a banger in the opener. So they had a banger, yeah. They had a, you, you, you did have Garcia and, and I've, Andrade, heard, I've so. heard. I didn't watch it, but I heard the FTR Commander and Vikingo match from Rampage was supposed to have been very good as well. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It seems to not at all be essential watching in terms of booking and in terms of star power and stuff, but it seems like Rampage in the last few months, people are kind of like, it is a good, it's very, it is obviously B or C tier, like it's not, mm-hmm. they're not pretending it's Raw or SmackDown anymore, but it's like, it's like a fun era of superstars now, apparently. It's like, it's just good matches, you know, um, mm-hmm. but uh, there's not enough hours in the week. I've, I haven't watched yeah. Dynamite Inclusion in a while, so I won't be making it to, as I said a few weeks ago, give me, give me, put a thing on fight. And it's Renee, and she's showing me the best hour from AEW in the week. Give me that. Let's get that going. Come on now, AEW bottom line, and I'll be laughing. We'll be we'll be happy out. She can do it. She's a great host. Just put the three best matches and two good segments on there, and uh, we're happy out. But anyway, we'll segue out of uh, uh, the wrestling um, uh, this week, and we'll segue into our various uh, guffs. I'll just talk quickly about two things I saw wrapping up Spooky Season. I did rewatch Malignant, James Wan's Malignant. Um, that is the definition of a movie that the second time you watch it, it is going to be less fun because that movie is massively reveal based and and you know it's a it's a mystery movie where where the second time you watch it and it's so completely insane that it, you're going to lose some of the magic. But I still absolutely loved it. I thought it was very fun, very wacky. James Wan really just going off and and you know doing something completely off the wall. Thumbs up on that. Enjoyed it on a rewatch. Uh, what I didn't enjoy in a first watch, and there will be no rewatch, was I did watch the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. You know, down the trendy movie that the kiddos oh, are talking about. Because the, the funny thing was, right? I mean, this isn't funny. This is actually not funny at all. Uh, the poor little doggo was very distressed during Halloween because we live in the middle oh, of fi- a firework country. She was very upset, and and it was, and so we were sitting in the living room, and the dog was getting up, and she was pacing, and we were like, we just stick something. Like we literally said, let's not. I'm not going to put something good on the TV because I don't want right, to right, right, try right. and watch, you know, hereditary with the dog getting up every two seconds to pace. It would give me bad vibes. So we put um we put Five Nights at Freddy's because it launched on streaming at the same time as box office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it sucks. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's like you know. <laughs> Um, one thing I didn't expect to say about it, why it's bad, is it's it is almost like too ambitious. I thought that it would that they would keep it simple for this first one because this is I, I I'm not into Five Nights at Freddy at all. I picked up various things about it through osmosis. It's one of these games that there's a culture of insanely detailed YouTube essay ass lore about it and stuff like that. I thought they'd keep it simple for this first one. And it's like Chuck E. Cheese, the robots are trying to kill you at the end. They they put all kinds of weird shit in there. It's not just that at all. There's lore. There's dream sequences. There's fucking. There's ghosts. There's there's 
double crosses. There's all kinds of stuff. None of it works, but I appreciate that they kind of threw some stuff at the wall and tried to make it. It's also in that impossible spot where it's it's a it's a horror thing, but it's a it's a such a predominantly child uh, uh, focused IP that they it's can't. It's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen in the states. They can't do anything too outrageous with it. You know, there's a couple of there's some there's some limited blood squirting on the wall. You know, um, right. but I think that I think if you're into that franchise maybe you got something out of it to me i saw someone describe it as oh this is what it's like if you've never read a comic book in your life to be alive in the last 15 years right. uh, because it's just because i'm sure i'm sure the target audience for this we're going oh, did you see the the about an hour in um blinky the robot there's a reference because they what they do is they walk past a pizza box and it has blinky on it and actually in the yeah. third game blinky comes out and I, i've heard they've actually got harry styles to be blinky in the in, in the next <laughs> film and of course this is before we get into the blorko saga which i won't even bore you with I was gonna say, but, you the, know the blinky blorko crossover movie i mean I, I i did kind of feel like you know what i i enjoyed all the little fucking just in the background that's spider-man's costume i always enjoy those things so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dump on the on on the folks who are getting a kick out of the five nights of Freddy, but it's not for me and it, it wasn't very good um but yeah yeah so that's all i, I mean watched. This, this is the thing though as well is that this movie is doing that from from literally the first movie in the series that that's yeah. what the model is now yeah, it's not we're making a movie, and if it's if it's successful, we'll do more. It's our plan is to do seventeen. Yeah, let's hope it's a hit. So, uh, so yeah, so there you go. Um, I hope I, I I'm I'm sure, and they got the 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 Henson company to do the 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 robots, which which looked good. The robots actually at least looked pretty good, which is one positive thing I can say about it. But anyway, yeah, not for me. Uh, what about you, boyos? What did you watch this week? Hey, I got a couple of a couple of old movies. Um, we watched Mr. Deeds, uh, Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah, um, Michelle is a big fan of. Um, I hadn't seen it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really an Adam Sandler fan. No. Um, he, he, goes, uh, yeah, he does his thing. He does his. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then a man with a funny eye comes on and goes, "I just shit myself." Yeah. And it's you know some of it's funny. Uh, it's, it's just, it sounds great. It's so. <laughs> You know, it's this is what it is. Um and then Adam Sandler gets together with an incredibly attractive woman uh, yes, for, for some reason. Yeah. Uh ooh, interesting. So it, it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I've seen worse. Uh worse Mr. D's is the one where he inherits a bajillion dollars or something, yeah, yeah. is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, and he, he goes to it's a remake of like an old more kind yeah, of considered yeah. uh, what's his name? James uh, thingy. Uh you know, wonderful old man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so it was fine. Uh, we watched The Holiday, uh, which is a 2006 rom-com with Cameron Diaz. Yes, of course. Jude Law, Kate Winslet, Jack Black. Um, never, neither has ever seen it, and it's not one of those films that gets talked about a lot, really. It's kind of like a love, actually. I feel like everyone talks about watching that every year. I don't feel like people really talk about The Holiday. No. Like some people do like it, but... Um, it's a Nancy Myers film, and she's kind of well known for doing uh, some something's got to give with Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. and Diane Keaton, right. and a lot of kind of rom coms over the years. Um, it's very kind of saccharine and quite mm. predictable. It wasn't bad; like I quite I think the the actors are engaging enough to make it sort of worth watching. And it's yeah, there's some funny bits, but <laughs> it just sort of plods along. It just sort of happens. Like there's no twists and turns. It just Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet swap houses. Cameron Diaz goes to Surrey and Kate Winslet goes to LA and then they meet men and they 
like those men. <laughs> and Christmas is saved. <laughs> pretty much it. Like nothing really goes wrong, to be honest. Um, yeah, entertaining enough. Um, and then at the cinema yesterday, we went to see a new movie, Bottoms, um, which is from the director of uh, Shiver Baby. Mm. Um, and it stars uh, little ooh, Rachel Senot and star A-O of Debiri. Yeah. Io Debiri, star of uh, The Bear. The Bear, thanks for finishing. I can't finish any of these yeah, sentences. I, like, I could see the wheels turning. Where am I? I get three words in and right, the This end. is a film, right, three words, no, one word in the title. <laughs> so we watched, uh, yeah, we watched this film, Bottoms. Uh, we were very much looking forward to it because we're both very, very big fans of, of those two uh, ladies and of Emma Seligman, who directed it. I have to say, we didn't enjoy it. No, I, I, yeah, it was a, it was a disappointment. Um, I was kind of sat there thinking, oh, I bet Michelle's really loving this. I'm gonna have to pretend I liked it, so she doesn't go stare at the end. <laughs> and then I was like, what do you think at the end? And she was like, ah, yeah, not sure about that one. And I was like, yeah, me, me either. Actually, I think it was, you know, it was funny, definitely funny in parts, but not as funny as I expected. And it has this kind of style which is sort of borderline spoof like the it's yeah it's about two two girls they play two teenagers who are at high school two kind of lesbian teenagers who are like desperate to bang the, the hot girls the hot at their girls, school basically you know? kind yeah. of uh, like a nerd typical nerdy guys comedy but they're yeah. two girls instead you know which is great yeah but then it's kind of very surreal in that like the captain of the football team is sort of literally treated like a god you know it's not just that yeah. he's he's popular it's like you know, it's, it's not it's not a realistic sort of approach. But then there's other. I just found that very inconsistent though, because I kind of liked that. I liked that it, it went that way. But then yeah. there's other times where it's, it tries to be quite sincere or, or like real, and I'm like, there are like gags in, in it that are absurdist. But it the whole movie I wouldn't say is absurdist. No. which is it? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I found that as well. It's kind of it doesn't lean enough into that. Um, yeah, if it had been ultra kind of weird and absurd, I think I would have I would have liked it more. But it was a bit like kind of having its cake and eat it in terms of yeah. wanting to deliver the the conflict between the two friends and the relationships and stuff, and and then and then being silly as well. So I, I kind of wanted to like it more, but it wasn't. I don't think it was so good. So. I, I think I enjoyed it more than you, but I, I was it, it had some insane hype. I mean, I think obviously because coming off Shiva Baby, which is such a great debut, um, yeah. And, and 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 you know Senate and Edibiria like the two uh, two of the big stars of the moment and uh, mm. I liked it but I did kind of come away going I I wanted to fall off my chair laughing at this and I I kind of didn't I, yeah. I think I laughed more did you see the clip of Kermode asking why is it called Bottoms uh, I haven't seen his review yet I'm gonna watch that but uh, uh, well, there's one bit where him and his co-host like why is it called Bottoms it's like oh because they're they're on the bottom of the social hierarchy you know mm. fighting their way up I was like oh <laughs> yeah right that's why it's called that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. I, I, I think I enjoyed it more than you, but it, I think it was, it was missing at something, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah just a, a few more something. So that was a shame. Um, but uh, yeah, some, some mixed mixed films there this week. What about you, uh, Mr. Paul? So, speaking of missing something, da, 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 mm. I watched the new David Fincher movie. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. The killer. Did you see this in the cinema? No, I did not. It's a uh, 
It is a, a Netflix movie, I believe. But, they, but yeah. it is in the cinema. Not a release. I, did not, I did not see it in the cinema. I only learned it was on Netflix this week. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Fuck that. Fuck going to cinema <laughs> with all the arseholes eating their food and fucking fighting and fucking going, hello, yeah, I've seen the killer. You know, without people doing that in the cinema. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, so, stars Michael Fassbender. It is... Um, yeah, a little bit of a... I uh, know, it's been getting very good, like Bottoms. been getting great reviews across the board. Uh, I was a little disappointed with it. I found it a little bit flat. Uh, I thought the the dialogue was really atrocious at times. So the story is, to, put, to give you the simple elevator pitch, he, he plays an assassin. Uh, and definitely the movie actually has uh, a framework that reminds me a lot of the 2016 Hitman world of assassination mm. game which is a, a positive I say, oh, that reminds that reminds yeah. me of that thing of what i like but um it's um it's uh so he's a hitman and he is he's got a he's got a, a a target that he has to take out and uh he's describing his process in in voiceover which happens throughout the movie and uh, something goes wrong and it spawns a kind of revenge film okay revenge plot the problem is that the the tone is somewhat darkly comedic um and although it's a thriller uh it's it's not really that thrilling it's quite a flat story um kind of a kill bill vibe in terms of how it's set up you know he, he he's going through the list of people who have wronged him and so on but i found it a little bit uh a little bit dull honestly oh. um Hmm. The, yeah, like I say, the dialogue at times really made me fucking made my toes curl. It was so bad, <laughs> uh, brother. So, so a lot, a lot of it is like I say, a lot of it is um, is Fastbender doing this this voiceover narration about you know your heartbeat's got to got to be below sixty. Don't have any empathy. Empathy is weak. Uh, da, 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 da. And then one bit he goes, you know, like Popeye used to say. I am what I am. I was like, oh my fucking <laughs> fuck. We let, we let that get into this movie. But there's like 10 moments like that where you're like, oh God. Um, so yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, I I didn't really care for it. I mean, that's two now because I hated Gone Girl. I didn't hate it. I was going to say, if poor, on, on this podcast at least, Mr. Fincher, not on the hottest run, I didn't like I, Gone I, Girl either. I, I hated Mank. I, fucking I, have, oh, I have not seen Mank, but oh I hated Gone God. Girl. So the you, two was, you know who loves Hollywood? People in Hollywood. And let yes. me tell you, they loved bloody... It brings a tear to my eye. I just, we just make movies. It's just, yeah. it's, aren't we great? Fuck off! Oh my god, you made <laughs> you made seven man. Make another movie like that. Oh, it's in the box. Don't tell me how great it is. Write the film. Tell me what's in the box. Just tell me what's in the box. Have you logged into Facebook lately, pal? I tell you, it's going crazy on there. <laughs> there, there is an element as well of like he's not a, he's he's not really a perfect assassin. Um, but then that also lends itself to. You know, like I said, the Popeye line I mentioned, you can kind of explain away by saying, oh, well, you know, he's a bit of a fucking knob, you know, in, in reality, the character. But then that doesn't, that doesn't make it good. You know, that yeah. doesn't forgive bad writing. Oh, well, this guy is actually a bit of a twat. Oh, yeah, well, don't, still, don't, <laughs> don't have a bad screenplay. So, yeah. <laughs> good advice. Yeah. Um, What's the best Fincher? 
Oh, it's got to be either. It's got to be Fight Club or Seven. Not for me. Uh, Fight Club or Seven. I would throw in. I would throw in Zodiac there Zodiac. as well. Well, yeah, these and are all his good films. I said, what's so the I best did. one? What's his best one? So I I did a ranking on Letterbox of David, all of okay, his films. Excellent. Right. So eleven films, and maybe discount Alien Three because I know right. he wasn't. He didn't really. He didn't that got that. taken away from him. It wasn't yeah. him doing it. But uh, it fucking stinks. Go on. Actually, f- there's five good and five not particularly good. So f- my number one was Fight Club, two seven, sorry, two seven, the, yeah. the film seven, um, three Zodiac, four Social Network, five The Game, six Mank. I like The Game as well. Seven Benjamin Mank. Button, Girls Who Tattoo, Button. Yeah. Panic Room, and Gone Girl. And to I be honest, I've seen yeah those first five. I I really like all of them. The other five. I have no inclination to ever watch again. So, bit all hit and miss the Finch man. Yeah, yeah, appreciate yeah, him doing I, his I thing. I would though. say, like, I don't want to come off super negative because, you know, I I was in the ballpark of of a three star as I was watching. Mm. I was like, you know, this isn't horrible. Like, like I said, I hated Gone Girl. I didn't hate this anywhere close to that. It also has like one of the flattest endings, and you know when you're a mm. little bit on the fence about a movie. And then the and you say, okay, well, let's see how the ending. Do you say if this, if this ending blows me away, this is gonna change my perception quite a bit. And then it just has the flattest ending. And you're like, well, the movie was flat, and then it ended flat. So you haven't exactly um, turned me around there. Mm. So that's the killer. Quite, quite a shame because it was what, like you said, one of the ones I was really looking forward to. Yeah, I, I'll probably try and watch it in time for next week. Um, yeah, yeah, I like most of the, the Finchman stuff. I have to say. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll look back on that. That's that's films for this week. Uh, Telegov for the week. I want to actually kick Telegov off here. I don't think I put this on the list. I did not. I will. I will pose you boys a question. Have any of you seen The Curse yet? I've not. I'm still watching Nathan for you. I haven't quite made it. Oh, through. Okay. okay. I'm on season four, episode like six. So okay. I'm very you, much at the end. You're of nearly it. done. Are you going to watch the I rehearsal haven't... before the curse? I'll watch the rehearsal, of course. Oh, okay. I, I know someone who's watched The Curse and hated it. Mm. I So, Joe, have you seen this? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. I, I was about to say I, I didn't watch much of the pre-release stuff, but they actually didn't. They only put out like te- little teeny tiny teasers and they weren't even content of the show as far as I'm aware. This is so completely different from everything before. The main thing I will I will say is that this is not a mockumentary. This is not a Nathan Fielder comedy project. It is a comedy project that Nathan Fielder is working on, but it's not a Nathan Few rehearsal continuation where it's him doing this weird characterization of himself. This is a this is a scripted drama where he plays a character. He plays a character called fucking Mike or some shit. I can't remember what the character's mm. name. And Emma Stone plays some woman who's his wife. So so when they first started teasing it, I was like, oh, it's it's a parody of home renovation stores but with a Nathan for you twist and a 24 are working on it and the safties are working on it. No, it's, it's, it's actually, if it's, if it is, if, if it invokes anything, uh, uh, it's not Nathan for you. It, it evokes a safety project. So your, your good night, your, um, your good time, good time, sorry. And, uh, uh uncut gems. It's that vibe. First of all, they got, they've, they've the same style of music. It's very, it, it's, it, it is darkly funny in a little bit of a Nathan for you way, but it's also kind of got that gritting your teeth, kind of tense, uncomfortable, safty quality to it. Mm. Um, there are elements of kind of anti-comedy to it where it's kind of like you're almost... Ugh. 
it's tough to describe. It is not like anything I expected it to be at all. It is also not really like anything else on television at the moment. The premise is that uh fielder and stones characters are are people who are doing a kind of home renovation style program they are kind of wannabe philanthropists she has wealthy parents and so they're they're trying to do this kind of we're jazzing up your local neighborhoods and we're giving out employment opportunities and we're doing your per house but they're very much you know they're very they seem very much like egotists who are kind of trying to do it for the for you know their own careers and for their self-image and they both harbor um secrets um I liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was intriguing. I thought it was bizarre at times. But I am fascinated to see where it goes. And I will also say, I absolutely am not shocked that someone you know hated it. And I am actually, <laughs> this will this will be the most divisive fielder project by far. I feel because I don't want to get into the specifics of the story because I think people should watch it themselves. In particular, what it seems like the so there's a lot of nuance from the characters, which is really good. It seems like the thing that's driving the fielder character forward is insane. And I don't know if it's going to actually be the thrust of the show going forward or it's just a thing they did in this episode. I have to keep it vague. I, I want people to watch this for themselves. Um, yes, it is. So that the main thing I would say is they approach this like the Safties are making a television show and not like it's the next Nathan Fielder thing. I will say that. Well, I, I very much enjoy their stuff. Or Same, at least. Yeah. I, I lo- love Good Times quite liked Upcut Gems. I, for all the hype it got, I think Good Times is actually the better movie. I agree. I also thought Uncut Gems <laughs> was a bit uh, good, but not at all the life-changing experience people made it out to be. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to get that in there uh, uh, first before, because uh, uh, I thought that was the big television event of the week. Uh, Paul, how are you feeling on Rick and Morty this season so far? Uh, I would say more hit than miss. Yeah. I very much enjoyed the last episode. Last episode, the most recent one, I, I, I'm assuming you've watched. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, felt to me like a South Park idea done well. Yes, yeah. Where it actually, actually involved interesting themes and ideas done in a satirical... And wrestling with them in way. an interesting way and not just yeah. saying they're lame. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, I thought the most recent episode was like... For a show that's extremely cynical, there was like a part in the middle where I was bordering on like queasy. I was like, "This is right. the, this is perhaps the most cynical and kind of." And I'm not even saying that in a negative way because I thought it was a good episode, but I was like, "Oh, oh God!" Like, no, please let the next episode be one of the ones with a bit of levity in it because this was yeah, a bit. Yeah. It was a bit much, I mean, but it was it very well a- done. I thought. Yeah, I, I had, the version of it I watched had a disclaimer at the beginning. Same, yeah, 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 that it featured themes and conversations that some might find upsetting. Yeah, which you, you don't typically associate with a a light sci-fi comedy. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think I hope, I'm hoping next week it's like one of the ones where it's like we're gonna it's we're doing the purge. You know what I mean? The, the <laughs> parody in this film you've probably seen, whereas this one was a bit. But um, yeah, no. I, I, with all that said, good, you know. And I'm with you. I, I would say more hits than misses. I, you know, I, I, I think I didn't really care for the first episode, but other than that, I think it's been Agreed. all right. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that rolls on, and we will uh, be back next week to chat more on that. Uh, aside from Fraser, uh, Fraser, no, I, I, is the next thing I'm going to talk about. I'm making a reboot. <laughs> Um, this week, Joe, where are you at on Fraser? Uh, still not watched. 
Still not watched. Okay, excellent. Uh, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're on the last season of Gilmore Girls. So once okay. that's done, we will watch other things like Nathan for you. Nathan, no, what's it called? Nathan the uh, Curse. The Curse. Nathan's Curse and Emma's the Stone curse, there as well. Uh, and other things. But yeah, I, I need to watch it. They'll probably cancel it by the time we get around to watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually fascinated to know, A, how it's doing, but also how, how do these companies measure that? Mm. People are watching it on streaming. Are people going to sign up for a new service to watch Frasier? I don't know. I like. Mm. I will say The Curse is on Paramount as well, so that's good, because they have the Showtime rights. Ah, so so cool, that's... Cool. that's to be fair, I I I have not cancelled Paramount since it launched. I've I use Paramount fairly regularly. They've got the curse. They've got original Fraser, which is always great comfort watching. Yeah. They get all the South Park stuff. They've got weird little uh, like archival stuff, like Keenan and Kel, Workaholics, a bunch of MTV crap. You know, SpongeBob. They've got a decent mm-hmm. archive, and they do get. And in terms of modern stuff, they get like Yellow Jackets and stuff like that. It's yeah. I, I think Paramount's actually all right. Anyway, yeah. uh, Fraser absolutely classic Frasier premise this week all right um Frasier and Freddy are both set up on a blind date and when this woman arrives at the apartment who is she here for the dialogue is all such that she doesn't specifically say who she's here for and calamity ensues it is the most it is the most Frasier premise of an episode you could possibly imagine but it just kind of cements my stance on this season so far, which is that it was perfectly watchable again, but it's mm. just kind of like, it's it's just less good Frasier, which is not terrible because it's it's coming from a fairly high standard and and even though even though it, it can be qu- it can feel quite middling and quite middle of the pack it is elevated by kelsey grammar he's still great do you know what i mean <laughs> like he's still and he's just so ridiculous and over the top um but yeah i i, I don't know i i feel like i'm not coming away from the show with any kind of oh my god another terrible reboot oh i can't believe it nor am i saying oh it's great they they they, they they've got they've never lost the magic it's still the, you know it's kind of just it's just a watchable it's a watchable, okay enough TV show, uh, you know, um, which maybe that is a failing. Do you know what I mean? Because considering the high standard. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll be interested to see what you make of that, Joe, when you dive in. Um, mm. I'm cu- Yeah, I am very curious if it, if it gets another season or, or what the what the, the internal expectations are. Uh, other than that, I've been watching a little television show, lads, you may have heard of. It's called, it's about this wacky little family, <laughs> uh, this little nuclear family. And the dad works at a nuclear power plant. Can I tell you that? <laughs> it's called The Bloody Simpsons. Um, wow. It's not called The Bloody Simpsons. That's probably a creepy internet cartoon series on okay. Daily, Daily, Daily Motion or some shit like that. It's called The Simpsons. Um, I have been privy in the last couple of years to people saying that Simpsons is good again. I'm like, okay, weirdo, get out of my, get out of my house. Why are you here? Um, uh, it's been it's been swelling and swelling and swelling over the last few years, and th- there's always been the weirdos who said it's as good as it ever is. You just, oh, you just, bollocks, you just, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's bollocks. We know that's bollocks. Because the thing is, we didn't all drop off after the golden years. We suffered for like a decade. Most of us past yeah, the peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I have heard it more and more and more from more reputable people that it's good. And then there was a really good uh, YouTube video from a guy, a guy I really enjoy. He's made, he's made several great Simpsons videos in the past. Super Eye Patch Wolf. He did a great, he did a great video on the descent of the Simpsons from, from the peak to mm. a really granular analysis of what made it great and why it stopped being great. He made a follow-up video on the modern memification, insane, bizarre internet status of the Simpsons in modern day, mm. which is also so two excellent videos. And he made a video and he was like, lads, the Simpsons is back, and I was like, "All right, let's let's take a look." And I will say that in the in the hour or so of the video, and he had a much more detailed, nuanced take than that. His his, his end his end result was actually a bit kind of like he mm. like it. 
kind of is, but with a big caveat, you just cannot watch it expecting it to be the same, blah blah Go watch that. It's a good video. But I, I'd heard enough people, and they just put season 34 up. So I said, I'm going to start with season 33, which is what people have said is quite good, and I'm going to go all the way through season 34, okay? Mm. So I am, let me check where I am. Looking on my old serialized page. I'm on episode 14 of season 33 of The Simpsons. Oh, so you that means you've just watched the one that I watched a few weeks ago, Boys um, in the Highlands. Yes, yes. That I fucking hated, but go on. Well, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I will say, I will say that generally speaking, I'm looking at my ratings here, and I will not commit to saying that it's back, because it's not going to be back. But I, I have been enjoying it. I have been chuckling. I have been having some laughs. I have been, I have, I have, I've had some heartstrings pulled. And I am happy to have the show in my rotation. I will put it there, right? I'm looking that's, at, that's more than I would have expected. I'm not going to do a deep dive on all of these episodes here, but I'm just going to look at my ratings, all right? Three for the premiere, yeah, whatever. Oh, also, another thing you just have to swallow is that they, they just have this rolling timeline now. Because the first episode is Marge doing a stage play uh, about the Millennium Bug. And you just have to, like, you just have to, you just have to just, you just have to, st- just take it. It's just there. They, they, they. If she's thirty nine, that means she cannot be born in the sixties anymore. She just can't. So, so they do that. So that's whatever. So I was like, I got three stars. I got four stars. I got two stars for the Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse of Horror not great in that season. And then you know three, you know four. I think. So the thing I, to sum up, I was the one thing I would say about this season. I think it. I think it massively lacks consistency. I will say that. I think there are some highlights there, but I think they are sprinkled. Um, uh, amidst a lot of middling stuff, but I will say that the episodes that I haven't enjoyed, for the most part, I they've like they've even been all right. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I, I just know there's like specifically in the down period, the beginning of the down period, because it went down so sharply. Like you watch like some like ten, eleven, twelve, and you're just like these are just ungodly awful. Like it's just so mm. fast, and you know it's it's just episodes that you just you can't believe that it's only like a year or two removed from the good stuff. I I've only obviously of the fourteen episodes I watched, there was one episode that annoyed me, like actually kind of irritated the shit out of me. Other than that, it's been like good stuff. And a bunch of whatever, okay, watchable. I chuckled a couple of times, stuff. So, Paul, so do you, where, what, how much of this have you seen of thirty three? One episode. You've only seen the okay, fair enough. Okay, um, <laughs> I did not enjoy it at all. I will say there was two episodes. It's technically three episodes. So on on Disney, there's there's a two parter that Disney up, uh, uploaded as one extended episode, which I actually thought was great. And I thought that they were two of the best episodes they've done in years and and I would recommend people watch them if people are curious oh. if, you, if you have the old Disney okay. or, just da- or just download them um, uh, I would recommend watching this okay I thought episode 5 Lisa's Belly okay, okay was very good Lisa's Belly as you might imagine that is a, a, a sort of childhood body image episode <laughs> but what I actually thought was interesting about it was it's actually more about Lisa internalizing something Marge says in her attempted Marge, I can fix it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 quite sincere and quite well done, and it and it was funny enough. And then the two parter, a serious Flanders. That is the that is the um, that is a Netflix prestige TV parody thing. It's it's kind of like you know Flanders gets tied up in a 
Ozark-ish Fargo-style plot of mob intrigue. And I thought it was both an, an interesting uh, story for that character, a character that I haven't been interested in since... I mean, that's an ext- Flanders is an extremely irritating character in the in the downtimes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just so, so boring, so one-dimensional. Uh, I thought a serious Flanders... I thought its parody stuff was very good, and I thought it's, it was just genuinely quite funny. I thought I thought those two or three episodes, depending on how you view them, were genuinely quite good. Um, uh, I, I thought the um, there's a there's a Mo episode in there. Past, I, mean, I, I hate every Mo episode. Every episode that's about Mo, I just like past the peak. I like flaming Mo. You know what I mean? I like the, the classic episodes had good Mo episodes. Every episode that's about him and how terribly pathetic and sad and disgusting his life is makes me want to vomit. Um, but um, you know, other than that, I'm looking through these uh, this list here, um, uh, and uh, oh, I, I will say if you want to make a list, uh, Paul, I will say episode twelve of season thirty three, pixelated and afraid. This is thirty three years deep. This is a Homer and Marge marriage problems episode, right? <laughs> but I would say it is among the best in the show's history. It's up there with the okay. greats. I thought it was, and it was, there were laughs, but I was actually shocked at how like sincerely good it was at giving, at having anything to say about that marriage after 33 years. I thought was very impressive. So right. I, so, I, I, I so so how about for, 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 for a feature for next week, right? Go on. I will commit to watch those episodes. I yes. don't know if Joe can be bought into that as well, but I, d- I just opened up Disney Plus and started watching one of them. And then, well, I Joe, didn't. we're recording a podcast. We're recording here. a podcast. You can't judge yeah. us or the podcast based on half consuming both. I, I absolutely can. Um, I'm not loving it so far, but I will. I will watch one of them. Well, yeah. One thing I, I, I will say, I'll commit go to watch all three. And and but knowing that I'm I'm a very cynical cannot be convinced I'll, i will try my best to go in with an open mind i would say if you do that you might be pleasantly surprised because uh, the one thing you, you do have to meet the show on its own terms all right it's it's yeah. not i mean i was about to say the staff has changed the staff has changed 12 times over since this show started it's it doesn't look the same it is i mean because people do kind of make delineations between the good years and then like zombie simpsons the bad years and i was like and it's like it is kind of like a different show. You're not going to get season six snappiness. I don't think it's as snappy as it once was. Right. I, I I think if you just go there with a somewhat open mind, I think you might enjoy those episodes. I will also say, huge disclaimer, because you may end up hating these. I, I liked the, the episode that you just said you hated, The Boys in the Highlands. I thought it was all right. right. Well, that's, that, that's the thing. But I, I went in knowing I was going to hate it and not made any effort to be fair to it. And I, what, what is there to like in that episode? My God, it, it was horrible. I can't remember offhand. I just thought it was. I I I like the Martin story. I I chuckled at it a bit. I I didn't. That was that wouldn't be. I wouldn't have recommended that to you. That wouldn't have been on my recommendations no. list. You know. <laughs> uh, but I thought that that was one of the ones I would categorize as. I I didn't hate it, but it was it was. Um, I I watched it and I was like, yeah, okay, fine. Um, I I'll, I'll talk about the one episode I absolutely hated. I did hate one episode. Right. Um, uh, they bring back Glenn Close. To do another Mona. Mona Simpson episode, which they have done since Mother Simpson. They've done it a couple of yeah, times, I'm pretty times. sure. Yeah, yeah. And it was just I'm gonna get all principal and the pauper about it, okay? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fucking annoying, right? And they retcon aspects of Mother Simpson so that Homer met up with her twice in between her disappearing and the events of Mother Simpson, which is 
dreadful. So basically, he gets wise to Abe bullshitting him. Abe concedes that he was lying, and so they go on the hunt to find her. They find her. He realizes she's alive. The FBI chase her, and so she disappears again, right? So it's a completely redundant, pointless fucking episode. Uh, then in well, what... Go on. It, except it, it, it invalidates one of the best episodes they've ever done. This is this is exactly my thing. This is why I'm being. I said this is my principle in the pauper. As I get, you're talking about one of the greatest episodes of television ever. One of the most sincerely mm-hmm. beautiful moments in modern television history. They then have a follow up moment towards the end of the show where she visits Homer when Bart is born because her first grandchild has been born, which is annoying because it's once again, okay, you, so you've, again, you've had the meat before he supposedly learned she was still alive. And also, you know, like the Homer and marriage, marriage episode I mentioned and Lisa's belly, I, they, they, they do a good job of having that Simpsons heart. But mm. the, Bar- the Bart moment where she visits Homer when Bart is born is played completely for laughs and it's not at all the kind of sincerely sweet, heartfelt moments that that character has been involved in. So I hated that episode because it, it, shat all over the established characterizations and it wasn't funny it was also not uh, you know th- there wasn't a worthwhile contribution to those characters nor was there some great fucking moments or dialogue or laughs to be had so i did hate that episode so that's why i'm not fully i'm not i'm not on the the simpsons is back thing because there's been a bunch of middling episodes which doesn't bother me and there was one I actually did hate. So we're still, I'm halfway through the first of the two seasons I said I'd watch. And yeah. I'm thumb slightly pointing up so far, but it is at arm's yeah. length currently still. Thumb slightly up, but would you say it's Glenn Close, but no cigar? I, I would say that is a great, I think that is a great summation of where I am. I would say that. I would say that. <laughs> would you say fangs, but no fangs? I would say fangs, but no fangs. And I would say Glenn Close, but no cigar. <laughs> Uh, and that's my uh, that's the telly I've watched this week. Uh, uh, what, you, what, what, what else have you been watching? Um, I, well, I'm watching Mad Men, which is I, I'm finally back to watching Mad Men, which is fucking Chef's Kiss TV. Hmm. So happy, so happy! I picked that as my succession follow up because I feel like it's routinely quality wise uh, in the same stratosphere. Uh, but at the same time, substantially different. Like it's a much slower paced show than Succession was. But the gut punches hit your gut as as hard as anything in Succession. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm actually on the season one finale as my next episode. But in classic prestige TV fashion, the episode prior to the finale was as much of a season finale in, in terms of it being explosive and things happening and reveals and so on um, but it's a it's a bloody excellent show and the, the, it's so nice to have one of these like you know the, the thing of like if I could go back and watch Succession for the first time again and I'm using Succession as an example but you, Breaking Bad you know etc whatever mm. one of those shows that you absolutely fell in love with if I could go back and just erase my memory and watch it again I have that feeling currently with Mad Men, but I still have six seasons I've never watched <laughs> in front of me, which for all intents and purposes and everything I've heard keeps the momentum and keeps the quality mm. to that high level. So I'm you know, absolutely adoring it. Everyone involved is excellent in it. The story is so well written. And actually, I love the pacing of it. I love that it isn't necessarily 
hitting you with a, 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 a neck twisting uh, twist or a turn every five seconds. You know, it's it's very much you're you're getting to know these characters. You're spending time with the characters, and it's just when you think you know everything about them that they give you a little. Oh, hang on a second. That thing yeah. you've assumed that you think you know actually you've got no idea. Homer actually met Mona years later. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is not in the show. Elizabeth Moss. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Elizabeth Olsen is uh, is is a different person. Uh, you know, John Hamm, uh, excellent in it. Um, and uh, that, funnily enough, that fella from BlackBerry is in it, and, and BlackBerry the TV version is also out now, which mm. I've got around. Oh to watch yeah. It. With extra footage, I believe. 13 minutes of extra footage, which doesn't oh, seem like a lot in retrospect. Because it, it, it's three one-hour uh, episodes, but actually what it is, it's like 43, 45-minute episodes. So it's got like a little bit of extra footage. But I've watched the movie twice now, so I might leave it a while before I jump into it again. But uh, that fella who's in Blackberry, who uh, along with um, uh, Songwon, he's the other fella that they hire from Google, I think. Okay. Uh, He's in, he's in Mad Men. He's very good. But yeah, very, very, very good. Uh, that's pretty much all I'm watching. The other thing that's come out that I haven't got around to watching yet is the uh, series finale of Attack on Titan. Yes, all done and dusted after all 700 and episodes. And one of the rare long-running shows like that where people actually seemingly have got on with the finale and haven't hated it. Okay. So thumbs up on that. I, like, I Obviously, having read it, I know what the finale is and what happens oh, but, i didn't even know, I, have you, I didn't know you read it oh yeah i read i read it years ago but um it's nice to have a finale come along that people don't shit all over and hate and suddenly turn on the show so well done to them they're doing a live action one of those aren't they it's all uh, they did they did one in uh they did two movies in japan already two live action movies and yeah okay. i think they're doing a live action western adaptation as okay, well. us yeah okay yeah. i feel like I, I saw some big name associated that's gonna bother me now let me look at this i'm gonna i have letterbox open here just so i can remember what i was reviewing this week attack on titan the 2015 directed by andy machete the the flash director um <laughs> <laughs> uh, cat action here uh, oh hello kitty cat that's Drew that, that's Barrymore. A big, that, that kid's got that kitten's got okay. quite big. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Andy Machete, Joe. I forgot, also did both the It films, which the first one was okay. <laughs> so, the, first, oh. the first one was okay. That second one was a big pile of shite. The second one was rubbish. Um, yeah. And then the, the other two movie things, I haven't watched them, but just to touch on them, I know we're, we're on to TV, but just talk about movies. I'm very much looking forward to that Godzilla minus one that's coming out at the end of the year. Yes. That's awesome and getting very good feedback. Yeah. And uh, and that the Marvels has uh, has come out to the lowest box office uh, of any MCU movie since you mentioned Ooh. the Flash, lower than the Flash and Black Adam. Ooh. Oh well, I knew I knew it would be lower than the Flash because that's at least a, a household name. Uh, yeah, the funny thing is, it's like it's like. Did you did you read the the Variety article at all? It was quite interesting. No, it was no, interesting. No. It was interesting. In true wrestling mindset, they're like. Got to bring back the Attitude Era stars. Got to get the Time- part-timers back. Yeah, yeah got it. Like, they're like, we're going to back the Brinks truck up to Robert Dooney Jr.'s house. Give Glenn Close a call. We need Mona Simpson back. We need Mona Simpson back. And uh, also... We, we killed off some of those characters. We're retcon it. Don't worry about it. And it's, Different yeah. universe. Different universe guy. Different universe that's guy. Just, 
and it's like, but the thing is, how many more times are you going to do the different universe thing before the general audience? They might. I think they already are. They're already, going, they're already yeah. passing. They're already passing. Yeah. I mean, well, I like. I, where I, was I, that I like, article, Barry? So a variety. They did a very a extensive kind of. Um, MCU having problems thing. Mm. It was they were talking about the Jonathan Majors thing. They were talking about just the general reception, the uh, the VFX problems, like the the fact that these films are starting to look really bad. The unionization. Mm. They also talked about the state that that Blade film is in because um, it's going through writers and directors like no one's business to the point that Mahershala Ali, which is like the th- the one last shred of a thing I'm excited about related to MCU, is it Mahershala Ali as Blade? Yes, okay, sick. That he was about, he was like, I'm out of this because this is fucking a nightmare. And they're like, no, 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 please, we're going to make it work. And so they've 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 got a new crew in, and apparently they're 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 going to make it as some kind of like sub hundred million which these days is small for them like a sub hundred million dollar picture do you know what i mean a real a real little uh little thing so it's it's the whole the whole article is very very interesting um uh and yeah they're like we got to bring back the attitude era stars and and when we when we you know we we're also because with the rights are now all sewed up you know we'll bring in the x-men but my thing is if you bring in the x-men now when the quality of the sh- of the stuff it's is so late. low you're gonna you're gonna yeah and, and but also you're gonna you're then gonna have put the x-men in some slop that people don't like and then you've burned you've burned that then you can only you can only do that once you can only you can only bring back robert duty Jen- robert, i keep calling him robert duty robert, robert downey you can only bring those guys back once and if it's in something people don't like you've that's got you you know what i mean um i don't i mean the thing is the, the model that the, the answer they don't seem to be looking at is make less stuff i because it's yeah. that's just not gonna mm. happen i think they the, lowered the lowered the value of the brand with all, t- all the tv stuff all the tv well. stuff Probably it's yeah. overexposure it's, it's kind of aew vibe to it like to an extent. more well, content and just yeah that's good but also the movies i mean they 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 got to their end game and then but they didn't follow that up with something hot and new mm. but yeah. at the, the eternals <laughs> And Shang Chi, and just assuming, hey, it's Marvel, people are going to flock to people, people to will go anyway. And that yeah. get you so yeah. far. The fact Black, as well that Black the, Widow, oh. Black Widow, the multiverse as the the <sighs> new hot thing also is too nebulous and vague an idea for your everyman to latch onto. As as easy as it is, as a as a mechanism to introduce, as we said, Robert Downey Jr. is back because he can be a, a different alternate mm. universe Iron Man. Mm. Um, that's kind of like there was um. The Harry Potter movie, the um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I hated anyway because it was bad. But also one thing that that movie does, spoiler, at the end of it is two things that it establishes in the first movie of this new franchise is everything can be undone with magic and everyone is someone else under a mask. Why, why should I care about anything then? Yeah, you know. Yeah, with regards to the bringing people in who from the dead from multiverses, people are like, oh, well, but 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 that happens in comic books all the time. It's like, yeah, that's a different audience. You the the movie going audience will not if you kill someone and then bring them back in the next film. You're you're getting into territory there where where there's you're no getting stakes. into like there's no stakes, and that was already a criticism people had for the MCU was that there was barely ever any stakes because nobody no, nobody ever did die in those movies. It was always just you know very samey. But yeah, I don't know. We it's that that Friday article was interesting. I mean, I, I was. I would have liked it if I probably I, I, I'm not going to bother going to the, the cinema, but but I'll, I'll watch the Marvels when it's on Disney because you know I I didn't really like the show, but I thought the girl they cast as Miss Marvel is that is a good casting, She's charming. I liked Brie Larson enough. Nita Costa made this film. She made the Candyman reboot, which I loved. Yeah, I like that. Last you know, um, but. But it's but they've I mean they've they brought you know um, Chloe Zhao and Sam Raimi they've brought in excellent directors in the past and and it's just 
because and and people have talked about how you know you come in to make these movies and it's like half made already because the producers have often been you know commissioning art and getting VFX done before you even sit down and direct uh, an actual shot. You know. Anyway, we, but cinema, we, we could, cinema is cyclical, and the hot thing doesn't stay hot forever. That's the other thing as well. Everyone's like, when? How, how can they make it bounce back? Maybe they probably can't. Oh, like, it's just you can't just it can't just be hot forever. Um, In a way, I feel like this is the year movies came back. You yes. look at the box office, the top four movie. I mean, there is Spider. I think Spider Man into the Spider Verse is up there. But Barbie. you know, you've got Barbie, Super Mario Brothers, Oppenheimer. Events, uh, event cinemas. You know, yeah. There's there's big. You know, Taylor Swift doing really well. It's good. It's good. I don't want yeah, to. I, I think superhero movies have have just run the course. I mean, they, it, it's not how how do they bounce back. It's like how do they get as far as they did and still mm. make as much money? Yeah, they, they they massively overachieved. To be fair, they re, like you know they had those. They, they, it's going to be hard to top that run when you. Well, like, it seems like toys is the next thing. That's what the. That's, uh, that's going to be an immediate bust. That is going to be an immediate yeah. bust because because the because you know. It's just classic studios learning the wrong lessons. Yeah, from things you can't like do Barbie. Barbie fifty times now. You can't, yeah, and you can't like Action Man and yeah, fucking and then, Polly and then Pocket. And, well, we just t- touched on anime will be the next thing, I'd say. That's actually that's actually a good show. Like the, uh, to the shock of many, it seemed like both critically and 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 in terms of viewership, that One Piece adaption that Netflix did apparently, yeah, did, very shocking. But it was reviewed well. People who liked the anime were like, yeah, good, fun, well made, you know. And and so they're going to make more of it. So and that's, that's actually, the other that thing. Actually, yeah. That's the thing I'm looking forward to film wise at the end of the year is the new Studio Ghibli. Hayao yes. Miyazaki movie, The Boy and the Heron, which did oh you see God. the English language cast yes. for that? Yes, insane, absolutely ridiculously uh, great. Get every brilliant actor in the world. Every, yeah, it's like... Where's Anderson be damned? They're all in yeah. this one. Very Anderson. We're going to top him, you know. Uh, you know, your Christian Bales and Florence Pugh and Pattinson, everyone in Batista. Pattinson. Pattinson's voice is insane in that. Batista, oh, Batista's so... Oh. So glad Batista made it. So glad Batista made it. Yeah, I can't anyway. wait for the next the next uh, Reddit thread to be like, guys, Batista is actually a better actor than The Rock. Yeah, we, like, like we, like we didn't know that from ten years ago. Like, yeah. Alrighty, that's uh, that's films and TV. There, uh, we'll uh, chat about video games. We're running a bit long here, so I, I won't believe. We'll I, yeah, we'll finish up. Yeah, I, I'm playing Adam Wake Two. It's great. Uh, it's scary. Uh, a scary, scary cat. I don't like playing it. It's scary. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, it is funny that the first game was like horror themed, but it wasn't really scary. This game is scarier than like the Resident Evil remake that came out this year. This game is actually scary, and uh, it's great. But I won't, I won't yammer on about it too much. Uh, still playing that. Still playing Mario Wonder, and uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, what's your Mario Wonder status at the moment? Uh, I've ninety nine percent completed it. Oof! I haven't done the. There's a level called the final, final level, which is. Yeah. I, I, I know people who've got to that and said, "I've had enough now. I'm finished." It's 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 a really challenging one. I got through. You can buy in the shop like a hundred lives at a time. Yeah. Uh, if you gather enough coins, and I got it, and I got through about fifty in the space of two hours, and I was like, "I've only got through like ten percent of this final level. Like, how many lives am I going to need to get through the whole thing?" Um. So I. Kind of want to finish it, but I'm like, no. I mean, look, if you get your money's suffer, worth, and you suffer through it. <laughs> like, like that, that's kind of like me with the the green stars in, in Mario Galaxy Two. Mm. Is like, I consider that I've hundred percent. I know that that phrase gets bandied around a lot, but mm. I've hundred percent Mario Galaxy Two. I got the hundred twenty stars that the game is designed around, 
And, you know, yeah, if, if at the end it was like, well, here's another level that's uh, 50 segments long and you, if you get hit, hit once, yeah. you die. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm out. That, you know, I, the, if you enjoy a game to a point and if you, there's a last level that you that is in, intentionally designed to be super difficult and you don't enjoy the game anymore, well, don't play mm-hmm. it anymore. You know, you're not, you're not beholden to somebody to beat that last level. You know that 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 to me is an extra bit on top. I wouldn't consider that as part of the hundred percent in the game. But I will feel like a failure if I get. But to who? I might just you? use you can use myself. <laughs> I might use there are you, there are characters you can play with that are basically indestructible. Die. Yeah, so I might just get one of them and go fuck it, go through the whole thing. Be a Yoshi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see Yoshi and that weird little guy with the bandana on. Uh, no, what's his name? It's it's novice, yeah, whatever it is, um, yeah, yeah. Mario Wonder is cool. It was a cool video game. Yeah, I still that'll be my Christmas game. I still haven't touched it yet. I still don't know what what's within, but I'm I'm. Can't it's wait. good. It's, I like it's not. There is a lot to do outside of the main story, yeah. but it's not a collectathon at all. There's a little bit of collecting, which is good. Yeah, it's mainly it's more kind of mystery and finding secret exits and things like that, which is a lot more interesting. So yeah. Very, very I do good. love the I do love the badge that's just we we add a bunch of blocks to the level that you can't see unless you have this badge on. That's great. That's yeah. such a like it's because it's 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 almost like purposely made to like this is a replay the level and see something different badge, which I think is great. Mm. Um any other games from the week? Yeah, I've been playing uh three games this week. I've I've started Spider-Man 2. Uh I'm about 35% completion okay. in it. Uh, I just got to the fairground. Lovely yeah. uh, stage, very very good set piece. Uh, first uh, introduction of I don't think it's a spoiler to say he's in the game. Uh, Venom, mm. um, very 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 good game. I will say though, it does the the start of it does feel very disjointed in that the first like eight missions are here's another collectible we'll introduce. Yeah, and so it's like I don't feel like I'm following a, a, a linear story. I feel like you get a story beat and then it's go talk to your mom. And she's like, well, I really love it. If you collected all these things for me, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute, what? And so I've got, you know, I've got all the collectibles. I finished the Prowler story already. I finished the Sound oh, really? story already. Um, but I feel like the main story suffers by the first five or six mandatory main quest missions being introductions to optional collectibles. You know, that, that to me doesn't really feel like the way yeah. it is. Uh, the story itself uh, is good of what there is, but yeah, I, I, I wish um, maybe maybe that they, they didn't introduce the collectibles in such a clunky way. Also, I wish the collectibles were kind of more things for you to stumble across like i really liked in the first one the way you would find the was did you get the suits from like finding backpacks or like school bags yes yeah yeah and you you would get told the general area where it was this at least my memories might not be right and then be like oh it was under the bridge on the thing as, as far as i am into the game there's nothing like that yet there, obviously there might still be to come there's like five or six unlocked you know locked collectibles i haven't got yet but i i liked the search for that here it's a little bit like you go find sand crystal and fight 30 sand people 15 yeah. times. And <laughs> that doesn't get more fun the more you do it. It's just do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, technically, looks, looks brilliant. The character, well, I would say it looks brilliant. I think the Peter Parker character looks awful. 
and I don't mean by yeah. the design of it, but like Miles has got a really expressive face. Yeah. And uh and then he's talking to Peter and Peter comes in like a like a Muppet, honestly. With like a flat yeah. And they said that, that the reason they redesigned that character was the the, the, came the opposite yeah. of that. Yeah, they were like, we're, it's, we're gonna make the face so much more emotive. He looks terrible. <laughs> I think I think that you'll see a bit it's a bit better in the second half of the story. But yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, I it's one of those things I don't want to be it's been how many years has it been since they changed? They swapped that character model three years. Uh, when they did the remaster. The remaster in 2020. Yeah, yeah. So it's been three years. I don't want to be this fucking guy complaining about it, but I'm like, yeah, it's bad. I'm sorry. It's worse. Yeah, it is a worse face I, model. I don't have a horse in the race in terms of which I prefer, the original yeah. one or the new one. I don't care. The fact of the matter is when I'm playing this game, whenever I have a cutscene with Miles, it looks great. Whenever it's Peter, I'm like, he just looks like a flappy-mouthed fool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. But otherwise, I'm very much enjoying it. I, I mean, the traversal is still, I think, the best part of the game and probably the best traversal in any game I've played. The fast travel is is incredible as well. Mm. Uh, there's one or two moments that are a little too just the same exact same for Ratchet & Clank, but... Yes, yeah. What of it? It's a good game. Uh, I've also been playing Football Manager 2024, Joe, okay. uh, which, mm. is, uh, which is available for free on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, is it? I didn't know that was a Game Pass on thing. On PC. Nice. Yeah, it was last year, and it is again this year. Day one release on, on Game Pass. Uh, so I um, did a little uh, scenario for myself where it's like, right, I'm not going to make any transfers season one, and I'm going to bring this Man United team back to glory. Nice. And we we won the league on the last day of the season. Oh, for, for two games to go, five points behind Man City, and won the league. I, and I'm not doing any save spamming. If I lose, I lose. That's it. We no continue cheating. on. There's, there's no cheating. However, the game inherently has an element of cheating to it oh. because the summer after I won the league, which again, not making any transfers or, or doing anything, a mm-hmm. uh, little Saudi Arabia club comes in and says, "We want to buy Bruno Fernandez from you. We're offering you." Uh, 80 million pounds I say 80 million that doesn't work for me brother uh, how about 240 million they say fair enough <laughs> so I I sold uh, Bruno Fernandes Rafael Varane and Casemiro for a combined 500 million pounds <laughs> so and I was they're, they're like all at, at the end of the season like 31 going on 32 yeah. Fernandes a little bit younger but I was planning on moving them on like typically in Football Manager I'm like Paul Heyman running TNA I'm like you're over 30 you're out the door <laughs> um, and so I was planning to move them on anyway but now I have like 50 fucking million 500 million makes it very easy mm-hmm. to just buy whoever you want to buy you know so uh, Evan Ferguson went to uh, my new my new center nice. forward for season 2 Um also to buy Kulisevsky from Spurs for, for the right wing where United were, were badly mm. lacking uh, and then bought a few youngsters to fill in the other gaps but yeah very fun as as always an addicting kind of you sit down and then you look at the clock and it's 4am and you've been playing it for 8 hours and you haven't eaten it still very much has that but uh, yeah if anyone out there is interested to play Football Manager and doesn't want to pay the full price for it maybe you want to, want to play it for 2 months sign up for uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC uh, and you could get it for like what 15 quid i don't know yeah a month or yeah um and then the last thing is the the final dlc pack came out for mario kart 8 a game which was released 10 years ago (laughs) on a different console on a different console is finally now comes to completion uh so i was playing those new tracks a little bit of multiplayer very good and uh yeah i mean that mario kart bundle now it's akin to the hitman 
uh, World of Assassination trilogy, I feel like a little bit now. If you were to buy Mario Kart 8 today, and it is still routinely top of the charts. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it has like, um, how many tracks does it have in it now? It's like four times 16. So yeah, it so it's... 19... Uh, Hang on, I'm just going to get the calculator here. Four times 16. 64. 64. Is it only 64 tracks? Mario 64 more. tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. It's it's not times 16. It's... Times four. T- it's been four tracks each time, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's there's not 16. There's more than 16. It's... Because um, it was four originally, and then two. So it's six, 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 six. So six times four times four. Look forward to us doing G1 math <laughs> in, a, in our AEW reviews <laughs> in coming forward. Right. So yeah, Danielson... It, it, there, there are 96 tracks in the game. Danielson so beat Ishii on Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> By disqualification, minus 10 points. That's okay, take um, points off him. But there's there's 96 tracks in the game now, which is almost bordering on like Smash Bros. Ultimate. We just fucking yes. have everything in it. So it doesn't quite, but it's not 96 tracks. And now that they've I, finished, I'm going to buy that season pass. I actually haven't, bought, I haven't played a single one yet. So it's, I was like, well, now I've got like 36 yeah. drivers in it. It's got so, so many options now that because the Wii U version had DLC tacked onto it. Those Mercedes Benzes. Uh, well, no, tracks as well. There was like four, four cups because originally it was only. Um, eight uh, cups in the game and now there are uh, 24 or something, something, something crazy like 96 tracks in the game now DLC on top of DLC on top of DLC um, but yeah so surely one of the best bundles now if, you know, for anyone who well, it's got to be one of the best season passes ever and if, and, and if you have the Nintendo Switch online that comes mm. with the pass so you don't have to buy it separately to that so incredibly good but yeah really fun game I know so, we're all itching for like Switch 2 should launch with Mario Kart 9 and it might do, yeah. but they could also just put out Mario Kart 8 Ultimate Edition, one one cartridge with all the tracks all on it. And like, yeah, and that could kind of be there's their Smash Ultimate. Like, if you buy this, this has everything. This has everything on it, which yeah. I, if it is next year, I think that probably will happen, yeah. to be honest. And, and it'll be the highest selling game in the history of video games. Yeah, yeah, it'll be that game in GTA 6, just going toe to toe. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna. I can't wait to jump into that. I have. I, I have. I have to up my uh, my switch online actually, and I, I think I'll get the expansion thingy. Yeah. Uh, what about music? I'm just looking music? up here, by the way. Just, just I looked out of interest. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is the uh, well, Mario Kart Eight slash Deluxe. I mean, counting the five people who owned it on Wii U, it's the same. It's the same game. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's the uh, sixth highest selling game of all time. What's the sixth, rest of that list? Minecraft sixth, number one. Minecraft number one, GTA five, yeah. Tetris, Wii Sports, and PUBG Battlegrounds. Mm. Uh, then Mario Jesus, Kart PUBG 8 Deluxe. Wow. Yeah, Sixty five and a half million units sold, which Good is gravy. Uh, incredible. Yeah, outrageous. Billions. So uh, music off for the week. Music guff. So we've got two albums of the week to cover. We're getting we're getting down to the final month now. There's not too many of the albums of the week left. Um, but uh, first one to talk about is In The Zone by Britney Spears uh, so I was checking that out a couple of weeks ago okay. so this is this is the most 2003 album you'll ever hear in your life <laughs> um, it's got 
there's some absolute uh, classic Britney tracks on there. So Me, Me Against the Music featuring Madonna, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toxic, which is my favorite mm-hmm. Britney song. Mm-hmm. Iconic, iconic. Fantastic. Um, and then Every Time, which is a bit more of a haunting oh. one. That, that's the uh, Spring Breakers one. Yes, yes. I mean, it was great before Spring Breakers, but it is now iconic. You know. Yes. And given a kind of... A fresh perspective by her recent autobiography where she talks about um having an abortion during mm. her relationship with justin uh can i say just incredible timberlake <laughs> i'm done i'm done today I don't it's been on. a long we've had a long pod this this uh, week yeah TJ justin timberlake uh, so kind of reusing that one um so for some great songs on there but then it also is so like of it dips into all those sounds of the time in a mm. way that I, I don't particularly like. It's a bit like when you get a restaurant that, that kind of latches on to like a new trend, like how all the restaurants started doing peri-peri when Nando's became mm, big. It was yeah. like, oh, peri-peri chicken alternative. And it's, it's this is the music equivalent where, so like the second track is I Got That Boom Boom featuring the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. And it is... Get down on the floor, shorty. Get crunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is the most embarrassing. Like I, lo- I used to listen to that at the time. Like I loved. I constantly listen to that sort of shit at the time. Listening to it back now, it's like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> this is not aged well at all. And there's a few tracks like that on there, and also the final track is a remix of "Me Against the Music" with Madonna. Um, I don't know if you remember a little song from 2003 called Mundian Tubakke by Punjabi MC. Which no. Was like, and Jay-Z did a remix of it. It was a big, like, Bangra song, kind of okay. Indian music. And so the final track on, and there was this huge, like, Bangra boom, all these kind of Indian-infused, like, hip-hop yeah. and rums that came along at the time so the final track is like a, a bangra remix of me against the music which is like the laziest remix it, it's just a song with a bangra beat under it okay. and, then they, and then it kind of goes off into some bangra at the end and i'm like oh my it's almost like oh shit we need a fucking bangra it's exploding quick bung a bung a bangra song on at the end and it's like, oh my god i'm i just much prefer britney doing kind of dance and the poppy Pop, type stuff yeah. that all the haunting more kind of like uh, stuff like every, um, every time, really, really her best stuff. Um, but yeah, listening listening back to some of those 2003 era stuff, it's it's so embarrassing. I can't believe we. So you read, have you read the book, or you've started the book, or I haven't read the book, but I've read sort of articles covering. Okay. I'm, the, I, I'm I'm curious stuff. about the book. I will say, yeah, it does look interesting. You see, some great songs. There's also one on it, outrageous, which I'd kind of forgotten about, but that's a really cool song. Actually, written by R. Kelly. That is a banger. Uh, there's also a Moby written song on here, which is, is interesting. Really? really real mix of people on this album. It's, it's pretty good. Toxic is an Indian sample as well. Originally. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you can find, there's like a Bollywood score that that's, oh, cool. samples, like the do 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 that bit. is like sped kind of, up and reversed. Yeah. yeah, and so that's interesting because it's like, that takes that kind of Indian influence and makes it into something really good. Really good, the, yeah. The Bangra track is just lazy, like lazily remixed stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. So, but I love the album overall, despite the kind of cringe factor of, of 2003. But yeah, really, really good. Uh, I then also listened to "The Man in Black" by Johnny Cash oh. uh, this week, which I have to say, um, big respect for the the man Cash, the, the Johnny Cash. He's obviously a legend. A legend. 
it's not not my kind of thing. It's so kind of dour. Like it's I know it's country music, so it's going to be a bit depressing. But it's just but uh, he could he he could know. he could do a Rick Rollickin fucking swashbuckling tune when he wanted to. He but could do. I don't think entire second half of his career is a bit like a fucking old um, dressed in black. <laughs> another busy day of being sad it's fun there's also like a vietnam song on there which i was wondering if it would be like a kind of subtle vietnam protest type song but it no it's just like i went i went to vietnam and i'd supported the boys and i hope they come back <laughs> well and it was kind of that was it I was like, oh, right. Okay. right thanks for that Julian. and Cheers, some son. very earnest songs about jesus as well i was like oh, okay this album's not <laughs> for me. I, fair enough good good man johnny cash but i'm not yeah no, i only God, listened yeah. to it twice that was yeah, I, I think i think my only tolerance for cash i mean he's got his hits obviously the Waterline and all that. Yeah. I mean, I, I I would much prefer the the American recordings, like yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. later years, Mer- American four and five mm. and three in particular, well three um, and four, and then maybe yeah, God the man see. comes Give around. Mm. Um, uh, any any takes on that like final Beatles song? By the way, just on the on the music off tip. I I thought the song itself was fine. That video was fucking horrendous. The video was insane. Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you knew that. You knew it was going to be that. Ja- that, that yeah. This lad, Peter Jackson, is out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did like the when, I did like the bit when King Kong came in and threw him around. I thought that was a bit excessive. I was like, don't well, do that. He, he did the um the Let It Be. The documentary thing, documentary yeah. monster, yeah. and that, that was really great because that was like ugh, mixing the colors and the the, yeah, the resolution yeah. to make it look like a modern documentary. It was fantastic. It was really really revolutionary. Here it's like, can we get John acting all real wacky and put him in the background like he's dancing to the song? Yeah. What? Yeah. Now the song itself, I thought was well, like the technology used to recreate that. I thought was pretty good, but. I did. I did not need a video. No. Uh, one last music off note. I I I made a purchase this week. Ooh. Some tickets for 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 next year. I'll be seeing a concert. It'll go a little bit like this, but slightly better. We went down to the river and into the river we die. Oh, down to the river. That's a bit of Springsteen. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for stopping by. I'll see you in in May. Um, uh, so yeah, that is his best song, actually. That is his best song. I mean, it's yeah, I, it's not. I mean, if you're if you're anti ballads and you like to rock a bit more, you're no, you're, no. you're probably not going to go with it. But the river, the river is Bruce's best though. And his memories come back to haunt me. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, yes, there's, so a, he, there's a great version of of that live with Sting, not the wrestler, um, which is also very good. If you can find that somewhere, I'll check that out. I'll check that out. That actually sounds. That does sound great. Yeah, after his last tour in Ireland, where he went to the RDS for some reason, and we, we couldn't get tickets <laughs> for Love and Money. I mean, he is, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be just. I was worried. I was like, I haven't seen. He's great. I love him. I, I and he comes to Ireland all the time. But when I couldn't get tickets, for that, so I was like, he's going to kick the bucket before I see him live, and I'm going to be very yeah. sad about that. Um, uh, but he's doing Croke Park this yeah. time, so um, and also a bunch of like much smaller, intimate venues in like Kilkenny. But I was like, I'm not even going to bother trying to do that because obviously those sold out instantly. But anyway, yeah, that's music off for the week, and that's going to be this episode of CSP. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with a full year review, a cat update, more Rick and Morty chat, I'd imagine, a curse follow up, perhaps, probably some more. Uh, 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 Three episodes of the Simpsons review. Three, yes, our follow up Simpsons. Uh, I'm actually very, 
curious to see how this goes. Also, I will have more Simpsons season 33 takes to go on. I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where it takes me. Yeah. So look forward to that. And uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you all have a very pleasant rest of your week when you're listening to this on your, your busy Monday. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye.